0: The Blaze Radio Network on demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Yeah, hey, welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three Child Hater Pat Gray Unleashed. That's on you the, on the planet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exposed by the Washington Post. About time somebody did it. It's about time. You know what you're gonna do when you're caught, you're caught. You know there's there's not a lot you can do about it. No. And may uh, got me dead to rights here.
2: Dead to rights.
1: I don't even know what that means, but uh, that's how they have me dead to rights.
2: So um, I think it's incumbent upon you now to mm-hmm. address that.
1: Well, it is. Um. Apparently a fake photo of Emma Gonzalez went viral on the far right mm-hmm. where Parkland teens are villains. Yes. Yeah, so. Are they villains?
2: <laughs>
1: no, they're not v- villains in
2: this fake video. Yes. In the
1: Okay, because I haven't even seen the video. I don't even
2: She's tearing a gun target, okay? That you mm-hmm. would take to the shooting
1: range. Mm-hmm.
2: And people have replaced that with the Constitution. So it looks like and it's oh, well okay. done, but it looks oh, like yeah. she's tearing up the Constitution.
1: Oh, I like that. That's actually good. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's what they're doing. Uh, but no matter. Uh, the Washington Post continues. Um, and it says uh, one, one sentence, uh, like three pages in, is generally one form of criticism of Gonzales and fellow students, such as David Hogg, 17, has focused on their ages. Yeah, you think? Uh, that's not legitimate to focus on the age of the kids who are now determining our gun control policy in this country? Come on now. Can the Washington Post, can celebrities, can the left not understand why that is problematic? My gosh, that's insanity. They're too naive and young to grasp the extent of how money, politics, and policy intersect. The argument goes, oh, but of course, there's no validity, no validity at all to that argument. It was cemented in the rights criticism of Hogg's insistence that clear backpacks would infringe on civil rights. The online effort to defuse Hogg has paid off. The first top news video that appears in a YouTube search for David Hogg is a takedown from conservative outlet The Blaze, it's hard not to just go after this kid, host Pat Gray said. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't just blow right by that. I was about to spend some time with it. Yes, you. Yes, I want Give wanna... me a second okay. here, Keith. God. That, of course, is me. Uh-huh. I am Pat Gray, which is why I mentioned child hater Pat Gray at the very beginning, because clearly, I must hate these people. Clearly. I mean, <clears throat> listen to that statement. Is there anything more incendiary that's ever been spoken on broadcast media? Listen to it again, yeah. and I quote myself now. Okay, it's hard not to just go after this kid. Unquote. I mean, whoa! <laughs> You're gonna
2: have to take responsibility for your words, man.
1: <laughs> We've spent six weeks talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's your quote. These nine words. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You have just really exposed me for the hater I am. Yeah. Yep. And the child phobe, I am child of phobe. Or what was that new word we found out? Because it doesn't mean fear; it means uh, hate. It's mm. uh, isms or something. It's yeah. remember it was uh, trans. I'll get back to you. Transicism or something. I'll find I, it. I don't know, but we'll find it because mm-hmm. we've got to interject that into this discussion. Mm-hmm. Other elements of Gonzalez have been used in an attempt to discredit her online ad off. For instance. Some in conservative circles have circulated images calling to uh, calling attention to a Cuban flag sewn to her jacket. Okay, that's not a problem either. Really? Now, if she's proud of her, you know, ancestry or, or whatever, that's great. But can we not? Can we not just gloss over the fact that Cuba is a communist nation, one of the few left on the planet? And if you're glorifying that while you're tearing up the the second amendment and saying all the things that you're saying about our officials, that could be a problem. And maybe we could just consider the fact again, that these kids are just kids and the Washington post knows full well that their brains aren't developed yet, that they, they can't be taken seriously when it comes to setting American policy on anything. Gum-chewing policy can't be set by children. And the exploitation of these kids is outrageous. I, You know, our ire should be directed at the Washington Post. And all of these news outlets who are exploiting these kids and making them out to be these uh, superstars of public policy. They don't know what they're talking about. And they've proven it over and over and over. Over again. To pretend otherwise is is just, it's not just disingenuous of the Washington Post. It's a flat out lie. It's just propaganda. And and it's embarrassing. This backpack thing. Oh, jeez. On Saturday, uh, David Hogg spoke out at a gun control forum. You had a busy Saturday, right? Because that was a day of the the March for Life, right? March for Our Lives. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a busy day for Dave.
2: Let's see. What are we referring to here?
1: Uh, he but, was in a... Oh,
2: that was on front. No, I think he did this on a Thursday or Friday. He's just been spending oh, a whole long okay, weekend. Okay, so
1: it wasn't yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was C-SPAN pro- had Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Allen, he complained to Axios, Mike Allen, about Stoneman Douglas High School's new rules of requiring students to use transparent backpacks. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's David Hogg on... Backpacks. Uh,
3: you mentioned your backpack. What do they do with your backpacks?
1: There are, I think after we come back from spring break, they're
4: requiring all of us to have clear backpacks. I think one of the most important, one of the other important mm. things to realize is many students want their privacy. There, oh. there are many, um, for example, females at our school when they have, when they go through their menstrual cycle, they don't want people to see their oh tampons my. and stuff. Not it, it oh It's just, um, it's unnecessary. It's embarrassing for a lot of the students and it makes them feel isolated and separated from the rest of american school culture where they're having essentially their first amendment rights infringed upon because oh, they can't you, you care about the wear first whatever amendment? backpack they want regardless of what it minute. is it has to be a clear backpack what we should have is just more policies that make sure that these students are feeling safe and oh. secure in their mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. and not like they're being fought against like it's a prison
1: now the first amendment precludes clear Backpacks in what way again?
2: (laughs) I think he needs to learn what amendment does what? Uh,
1: That's fascinating that uh, he does care about the first amendment, but doesn't give a rat's anus about the second. Uh, That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Can't have it both ways, Dave.
2: You know, I think, and and there's never going to be an interviewer in this position to do this, but the guy there that was interviewing him, it would be nice if he if he said uh, something along the lines as a follow up. Okay, so you talk about the Fourth Amendment, blah 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 blah, and goes mm-hmm. to something else. Just to just put on display the absolute. Oh, I'm sorry, Washington Post may be listening. Um, unlearned uh, opinions of David Hogg. Does that work? Mm-hmm. Is that okay to say? Okay. Um, it's, there is a way to have a fair interview with this kid without just going after him, and that's all we want to do.
1: Yeah, uh, but, uh, we begged and pleaded for them to come on our show. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind the uh, I wouldn't mind for this Washington Post hmm. writer okay. to come on the show either.
2: We'll uh,
1: and back this nonsense up, Alex Horton. Okay, we should invite him on as well.
2: Yep, doing I mean, it now.
1: It, what a slanted story! What yellow journalism this is! What garbage! uh and it's fascinating that he's he starts trumpeting the first amendment these are the same kids by the way who wouldn't allow for dana lash to speak on campus that that's not a first amendment thing but a clear backpack is a violation of the first amendment oh good heavens this just gets more ridiculous every day Let's see. Let's see if we can find the backpack restriction here in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Doesn't seem to be there. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Oh, and here it is. Mm. And they shall not require... Backpacks, to be clear. Mm. That's that invisible ink clause again, but I I applied some lemon juice to it and uh, mm-hmm. and a blow dryer sure. earlier before the show, and uh, sure enough, it just finally showed up. Well,
2: I'm glad you got to that in it segment one up. because yeah. you know once that lemon juice dries, then you don't see it again. And exactly. So gotta get to that out of the gate here.
1: It does take a minute for the heat to activate the sure. lemon juice, though, mm-hmm. and thus the invisible ink. So fascinating. Uh, so, uh, Emma Gonzalez. Here's here's the Cuban flag thing. Emma Gonzalez wearing the flag of an authoritarian communist nation makes sense. They both hate an armed citizenry, uh, according to some posts. This is how you look when you claim Cuban heritage, yet don't speak Spanish and ignore the fact that your ancestors fled the island when the dictatorship turned Cuba into a prison camp, after removing all weapons from its citizens. Hence, their right to self-defense. Huh? Huh? That's a huh? It's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that a dictator mm-hmm. is someone who would go confiscate all the guns so he could take mm-hmm.
1: power? Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. Exactly.
2: That's interesting. Church is is a coincidence since that happens pretty much every time a dictator takes power. Probably just an irony of history right
1: there. It's also fascinating. In this, uh, the march on uh, Saturday, the big rally, was initially reported to have drawn 800,000 people. Now they're expecting, I don't know, 1.2 million, 1.6 million Yeah, between uh, uh, 1.5
2: and 2 million was the last estimate that I heard.
1: Uh, so they started, the initial estimates were, like, ridiculous. It was the opposite of our rally in D.C., where the initial est- estimates were 85,000, and there were five to 600,000 there. So they went the exact opposite way here, claiming 800,000, 200,000 people showed up. I mean, that's not insignificant. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot less people than they anticipated, hoped for, and claimed. Yep. And it just shows, again, the bias, the unbelievable, unbelievable bias uh, in the press, including the Washington Post. So thank you again for showing who you really are. We, we get it. We understand. That's why we don't subscribe to your rag. That's why it just lines birdcages now. And that's why all of these freaking newspapers are going out of business. Because they're just illegitimate propaganda pieces now. 888 900 Cosmo Hurts Kids' mission is uh, it's to protect children. Victoria Hearst founded this uh, movement. Her family's company, the Hearst Corporation, actually publishes Cosmo, but she doesn't want to drive it out of business or censor the magazine. She just believes that material harmful to minor laws should be applied to Cosmo. That way... It can't be sold to anyone under the age of 18. And they wouldn't be subjected to this kind of pornography that shows your kids 31 mind-blowing lesbian sex positions. 31? That's Don't look at me. It's impressive. With with drawings to accompany them. Um, We just have the first one of 32, uh, which, you know, it looks like a basic position that you would... No, anyway but if you don't want your children subjected to that uh then maybe you go to cosmohertzkids.com find out what you can do to prevent this and just keep it out of the hands of kids under 18 visit cosmohertzkids.com that's cosmohertzkids.com
0: pat gray unleashed the blaze radio network Is here on the Blaze Radio Network, triple eight nine
1: hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed uh, some of the uh, highlights, if you can call them that, from the rally or the march, whatever you want to call it, on Saturday. Emma Gonzalez did six minutes and uh, twenty seconds of silence because that's how long the shooting lasted. Pretty powerful. Um. The 11-year-old's emotional speech, calling for reform. You know, 11? That's great. Yeah, that's great. Are we going gonna to pretend that's a good thing for 11-year-olds to be telling us what to do? Seriously? Are we really going... This is not to attack at 11-year-old. She's adorable. She sounded very, very smart. I'm sure she is. She's 11. We can't pretend... That these kids have life experience that enables them to understand what should be done here. Oh, man. Martin Luther King Jr.'s nine-year-old granddaughter was there. A lot of uh, protesters' signs were just horrific. And it's blown off by the media. And signs showcase frustration with lack of action on gun control. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure you would have granted us that, that particular uh, hedge if they had brought ugly signs to our rally in D.C. Which, by the way, uh, again, the estimate from the company that estimates these kinds of things, or at least has done this lately, uh, Digital Design and Imaging Service, Virginia-based firm that uses aerial photographs, and a proprietary method for calculating crowd size. They said that by one o'clock in the afternoon, the crowd size grew to its largest at 202,796 people. Margin of error, 15% one way or the other. Now, they thought there was going to be, I heard uh, estimates anywhere from 800,000 to 2 million. Didn't get anywhere near that. Didn't get anywhere near the, Minimum estimate. Then this article claims the largest single-day demonstration in U.S. history was the Women's March in 2017, which had a turnout of 440,000 people. In 1967, 100,000 gathered to protest the American War in Vietnam. 250,000 heard Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. And no mention of uh, the event in D.C., that uh Glenn organized. Wait, what? Which was easily half a million people.
2: And was it CBS? Didn't CBS? Uh,
1: CBS said 85,000.
2: Okay, but somebody said somebody said 800,000.
1: I think I think MSNBC gave us the best yeah, benefit of somebody. the doubt. Yeah, they they estimated hundreds of thousands. And there were. And it never gets mentioned. I don't even understand that. Why why is that never mentioned when clearly it was if not the largest, it was certainly one of the largest gatherings in U.S. history. Largest single day gathering in U.S. history on the mall in D.C. Hmm. Also, there was uh, of course, you probably heard the Patriots plane was given to these kids to fly them to the event. Hmm. Robert Kraft offered his gigantic plane to get Uh, Families and students from Florida to D.C. They're not the only ones. Delta Airlines did the same thing. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, Now, they said it was for MSD students and their families free of cost. But they offered three plane fulls. They'd fly them free from Florida to D.C., so not only do they cut ties with the NRA, which defends the Second Amendment, but they also are obviously clearly in full frontal support of gun control now. Unabashedly supporting it. Uh, kind of interesting because Delta talked about uh severing their ties with the NRA. You know how many people? <laughs> you know how many people ever used? The Delta discount?
2: Millions. From the NRA? Probably millions,
1: right? Well, there's what? Five million members of the NRA. Um, Thirteen.
2: Thirteen people.
1: Thirteen people.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Knew about the discount with Delta.
1: <laughs> all right. So, wow. Don't Boy. take that from us. <laughs> Woo, golly, that's important to us all. That's important <laughs> to us. Well, not all of us, but 13 of us. Th- yeah, well, that's more well, than that's a dozen. It's over a dozen. It's right. It's a baker's freaking dozen. <laughs> right. So, I'll not have you discount that discount. Put that in your pipe. Uh, Exactly. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Also, we've got a a cure for all of this now. It's uh, rocks. Sorry? Rocks. Rocks will fix this. Uh, The superintendent of the Blue Mountain School District is, uh, this is in Pennsylvania, they're in the spotlight telling lawmakers in Harrisburg, his students protect themselves against potential school shooters with rocks. (laughs) Now, get this. Every classroom has been equipped with a five-gallon bucket of river stone rocks. If an armed intruder attempts to gain entrance into any of our classrooms, they will face a classroom full of students armed with rocks, and they will be stoned. Well, does every student have the bucket next to their desk? Because
2: that's what you're going to need. It's in a closet, Pat. It's in the closet? It's in the closet.
1: Honestly. So, okay. So... Uh, you run over when the shooter comes in. Yeah. Hang on just a second. I got to go to the closet. But you got to make sure that you've don't unlocked s- the closet. Don't start first. shooting yet. Teacher, can you unlock the closet? Unlock the closet, grab the bucket, mm-hmm. pull it out. And it's heavy because there's a it's lot of heavy. rocks in it. You know? Five-gallon bucket of rocks is going to be pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And then everybody has to run over and grab a rock. And then now okay as they throw the rocks they allow them to start shooting at that point i've
2: got a thought i don't know if desks are like this anymore but how about those old school desks that we had when i was a kid When
1: you lift them up and there's some there's well, you can put books in it there's well, that what, what if you just filled it with rocks well, okay there's that what if but, you uh, did that what if every desk in a classroom is filled with rocks
2: yeah so you that's could, better yeah Mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> yeah, it's better it's better. better. No, a bit, Yeah, I was. Yeah, you know, the books slide into the little opening on the side mm-hmm. of the desk, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, if everybody had their rock in there, I mean, now the problem there is that probably, you know, you'd hope over time it just out of lack of need it just kind of gets shoved to the back, and you can't reach it in a pinch.
1: Mm-hmm. But um,
2: I don't know. There might be other uh, possibilities out there on how to defend oneself.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you give the teacher a gun, whoa. and then when
2: whoa, 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 whoa.
1: when the shooter comes in, the teacher shoots him dead. What and, are you? Uh, uh, just a thought. I don't know. It's crazy. Washington Post, are no, you listening right. to this? I know you're. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Pat, I know. It's crazy.
2: Pat Gray, Washington, Washington
1: Post. Craze, more crazy talk from Pat Gray, By the, the way, hater of children.
2: Hater of children. I invited. Uh, I invited? Boy, <laughs> nice enunciation. Um, I invited the uh, the author there already. So we'll Thank see you when, for he, doing that. when he when he. When he Comes right. on, real soon, right?
1: Oh, you know he's
2: going w- to. what's the over under on? going to uh, jump right on that. On two
1: days, I'm going to take can, the over. You can take days. the over. Okay, yeah. so
2: we'll both take the over. He'll never
1: get back. Yeah. Uh, so the the superintendent with the of the rocks said at one time, I just had the idea of river stone. You know, they're the right size for hands. You can throw them very hard, and they'll create or cause pain, which can distract. Yeah, if anybody gets anywhere near him and hit him in the head, that would hurt. Yes. But the other thing is, when you're throwing things at them, you know it'll cause them to flinch and hopefully miss people. There is something to throwing stuff. Yeah, I, I will grant you that. I think if every student you got 26 or 30 students in the classroom, everybody throws something at them. yeah, it's going to be distracted long enough to maybe you could jump on top of him. Five or six kids could maybe jump the guy. So there's, there's something to that. But why wouldn't you go with the most logical choice of all? Arm the teacher. Have armed guards positioned at the school. Make it so that there's one entrance that you can come in when the school day begins. It's guarded by armed people. There's you know, you've got a metal detector there. Well, we don't want our schools to be like a like a prison. Okay, you want him to be like a uh, rock quarry, though? That's okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, whatever. Hmm. Either you want to be safe or you don't. Either you've got the agenda of gun control, or you want to secure the schools. Which is it? Uh, further goes, if a teacher decides to lock, lock down a classroom, there are rocks in five-gallon buckets kept in every classroom students could throw if the shooters get in sti- inside um, but he does still say that the rocks are a last resort yeah a first resort could be I don't know again arm the teacher whoa the gun. Washington Post flag Drag. that write it down
0: Pat Gray the Blaze Radio Network blaze radio network you know what before we get back to uh
1: all the madness there there are things you can do if you're concerned about what's going on in america's classrooms first of all the safety issue secondly the indoctrination third they're not it's not a classical education anymore but there is freedom project academy You know, because today's schools, they're nothing like what we experienced. And they weren't that great, frankly, when I grew up, to tell you the truth. But that's why there is Freedom Project Academy now. They're a fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten through high school. We're talking about an incredibly interactive education where your kids attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept any government funding, not a penny. So what's the benefit of that? Well, they, they all they do is teach your kids how to think, not what to think. They are not little indoctrination factories. And you can enroll your kids full-time or start with one class. Completely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com. And ask him for the free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but the classes fill up really fast, so you want to go there now. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. All right, speaking of schools Mm -hmm. and uh, throwing rocks, buckets of rocks at a potential shooter, Uh, and speaking of the Washington Post and... Them exposing my incredibly incendiary comment. Yeah. It's hard to not just go after this kid. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa.
2: The hate. I can't. Look, I'm having a really rough day. And you're throwing this hate in here. I know. I know. It's really making things rough. I know. Hostile work environment. So
1: we thought we'd uh, invite the author of this Washington Mm -hmm. Post piece. Mm -hmm that absolutely glorifies these kids and and demonizes anybody who disagrees with them. Mm -hmm. Alex Horton. Yeah. Thought we'd have him on the show. Sure. Invited him on. Invited him on at 11.25 a.m. Central Time. And what time did we hear back from him?
2: Well, you and I both said it would be at least two days if we ever heard back from him. No, it was four minutes later. Four minutes? He's already gotten back to me. So he's
1: already said yes and taken us up on the offer?
2: Uh, Actually, no. His reply was, hey, Keith, have to decline this one. Thanks much, and take care. Oh,
1: you absolute wuss cake! What a so. that is on what a coward! Yeah. You're a coward, uh, and I, I expected nothing mm-hmm. nothing more than that. But mm. uh, thank you for confirming. Do you think that
2: my profanity laced email to him might have dissuaded him a little bit?
1: Was it profanity? Oh, absolutely not. Okay.
2: No, I just, I mean, I literally just asked him if he would please come onto the program. We'd love to have him on in the near future to discuss his article mm-hmm. and the quote that you used of his, mm-hmm. of Pat. You know? mm-hmm. And then I uh, linked to his article. Appreciate mm-hmm. you considering. I was very cordial. And but my name. Just
1: flat out, no. going to no. have to decline.
2: He, he's going to have to decline this one. Okay. But uh, if we were <laughs> maybe at, say,
1: CNN or MSNBC, maybe that is one that he would have yeah, Of accepted. course he would. Of course he would. None of these cowards can come on and face the music and just be challenged a little bit. You notice that the school kids, the 17-year-old geniuses, none of them are challenged. None of them have been challenged in any... Well, that's not true. Because Alison Camerata Hmm. challenged him ever so slightly. Um, Do we have that on video or is it just... It Uh, might just be... The audio there. Yeah, it might just be my audio. Uh, Listen to this. Because Alison Camerata has been a massive disappointment since she left Fox News. But this isn't too bad.
4: That if you're trying to get everybody together... If you're trying to have solutions, do you think it is helpful when you say things like um, Marco Rubio is putting, you know, for a dollar and five cents or whatever your coupon said, that's how much he values students? I mean, do you think that's unnecessarily Horrific. provocative? Yes. No, I think it's not. No, enough he doesn't okay. provoc- I'm not, I don't think it's even oh, provocative gosh. enough because I Marco Rubio is still supported by the NRA.
1: OK, all of that, like a dollar ninety five for kids lives. Marco Rubio. That's not provocative enough, according to this hog kid. Uh, But we're still supposed to glorify these kids. We're still supposed to genuflect every time they walk past. Every interview they do, we're supposed to eat it up like it's wisdom from on high, like it's been carved into a stone tablet with the finger of God. Stop it. Stop it. People like uh, this... G- conspirator with the children, Alex Horton of the Washington Post, uh, that's all you are as conspirators with these kids to relieve us of the Second Amendment. It's pathetic. It's despicable. But
4: there's more. Which works to ensure not the safety of gun owners and the safety of Americans everywhere, but to ensure that they sell more guns. And at the end of the day, so long as he is being paid by the NRA, he's not going to work to fix anything that is going to be concrete change. He's going to make laws that get him reelected, but actually don't have any major effect. Well, I mean, look, I'm not a Marco Rubio spokesperson, but now that I've heard what he's doing behind the scenes, he is sponsoring all of these various bills, two of which were part of the omnibus. And so things are happening. And all I'm suggesting is that maybe your ire is misplaced, um, you know, since he is actually trying to work across the aisle. Yeah, I think it's a great step that he's trying to work across the aisle. But I think so long as he's supported mm. by the NRA, mm, um, no matter what he does, there's always going to be loopholes in anything that he does. Because we've seen again and again, <sighs> we've passed gun legislation in this country, and at the end of the day, you can pass as many laws as you want, but if those laws are not very strong and they have so many loopholes that the NRA works
1: so hard to ensure that they have. Oh, good golly! I, I couldn't take it anymore. I just had to cut him off there. Sorry. I just didn't- <laughs> I just can't take
5: it.
2: Yeah, because I don't want you to get yourself in trouble again
1: for your hateful rhetoric. Right. Just awful. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do instead of arming teachers? Because the answer to guns isn't more guns, according to David Hogg. The answer also isn't securing the school because Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be in a prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not going to go to school in a prison. He's not going to school at all. But he doesn't want to go to a school. That well,
2: doesn't. the answer to protecting and securing. Rocks.
1: It's rocks. Well, no. And a can of beans. Oh. Okay. If you got a can of beans, you could throw that at him, too. Um, they want? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? When, when it's a weapon of self-defense, <clears throat> like, you know, a can of pork and beans, Van Camps, or well, who's the other guy? Um, uh, in, what in about fact,
2: SpaghettiOs? Those you, you know,
1: the guy with his dog.
2: Oh, Chef Boyardee? No. Oh, my bad. Oh, no.
1: The guy Should with the dog. Or D. Uh, well, bush. Yes, bush beans. Oh,
2: yeah. The uh, yeah. secret recipe The dog. the talking dog. Screw the recipe. I want to talk to this dog. uh Uh-huh. You know?
1: uh-huh. And speak. But when it's a weapon of self-defense for students to throw at an armed intruder who has just entered their school, it's a good thing. The the beans. Because I, I guess after the can bursts open, then you got lunch as well, right? <laughs> okay. When it hits the wall and breaks open, we got free lunch. Uh-huh. Um, but... That was one scenario in Valley, Alabama, where officials were considering canned beans huh. or canned goods of all kinds, apparently. Um, the, that was going to be part of the training to respond to school shootings. And it might seem stupid, but again, you're throwing something at them, right? And, and that might actually be something. It might help somewhat. It's, it's better than just sitting there cowering in the desk or getting on the floor. Because at least you're throwing, you're making Mm them flinch. At least I would think, slow them down. Exactly. Uh, But their thought was, once the door has been locked and barricaded, and students have been moved to an area out of sight, students should have a plan if the attacker breaks into the room. That's when canned goods and other classroom items come into play. Start gathering several items you can use to protect yourself. Every room has something you can use to distract them communicate with others around you. And so they they decided that uh, canned goods like Van Camp's pork and beans would be a good thing to throw. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it would be. Maybe it would be. Uh, But again, it just seems like the most logical thing of all, arming teachers, is just somehow out of the realm of possibility. It's so preposterous. They don't even want to hear about it.
2: (laughs) It's, It's, yeah. Not, it's like they didn't even say it. It's almost like you're in a meeting. Like, hey, so what can we do? I don't know. What about we uh, arm classrooms with rocks? Okay, huh, maybe okay. Yeah, that's as long as it doesn't involve a gun, they're into it. Yeah,
1: cans. Can, how about we throw cans? Okay, one mm-hmm. well, can see that. How about we arm the? two? Whoa! What about number two pencils? What if everybody threw a number two pencil at him?
2: Huh? Huh?
1: That's a good idea. Because yeah, what if it jammed right in his eye? Uh, then he'd have a hard time shooting at you.
2: Pens right? are you know, they get you can throw them a little bit better, you see, and then uh-huh. ballpoint pins, maybe, no?
1: Well, but you never get the mark out because then it's, like, permanent if, like, it gets on its clothes or something. I
2: didn't throw a Sharpie. I threw a ballpoint pen, okay.
1: Pat. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's That's fine. Throw a pen or hmm. a book. I mean, they have books in class still, don't they?
2: Yeah, but we've learned from iTarget Pro that you shoot at a book, then the bullet could go through
1: Yeah, it. but I'm talking about throwing the books. Yeah. I'm talking about the, using them as a rock or a canned good, yeah. you know in that particular way mm-hmm. so
5: 888
1: thirty three ninety three. neil in arizona you're on the blaze having trouble with the uh phone button again ahead,
3: hey uh, folks um I'm back to the stone age uh, kindergarten <laughs> uh throwing uh, rocks at a bad guy uh why don't we give him a sling like david and goliath
5: uh-huh. you
3: know i find it interesting modern technology is there when they have a gun-free zone Uh, These people are constantly telling us that we shouldn't be armed with something that is modern uh, to defend ourselves against a corrupt society, uh, uh, leaders that take over, like Cuba. The whole idea is that the British try to take away flintlock muskets, and then, of course, uh, Kentucky or Pennsylvania rifles because they were too accurate, too reliable, and shot at a great distance. You know, the whole thing boils down to that. They don't want us to have anything by our side that will stop stop a a, a, uh, greedy uh, leader from taking over. They don't want us to have something up to date that will take care of us uh, and our Second Amendment rights Mm -hmm. because we need the defender sounds, uh, as others have done all over the world, and lost because they don't have anything.
5: Of course,
3: bad guys don't care. They always have something. Bad guy walks into a uh, a gun-free zone and fears rocks from kindergartners. Uh not not a real practical situation. It's zone. Uh that was a, a nice radical. hmm Gun free zone means uh hunting for the bad guys. They don't care. Absolutely. Uh, ISIS are a bunch of civilians with illegal weapons and they're still doing it all over the world. Uh we have to look at it that we're the good guys all the time.
1: Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh there was a Rapper, who was talking about this gun grab, uh, his name is, is it Killer Mike, I think? Killer Mike was talking about yep. how all of this gun talk, and he's talking about these kids and their gun control push, talking about, hey, you're, you're progressing us. You're doing these progressive things. You're progressing us right into slavery. Nicely put, because that's exactly right. Once they get rid of the guns, then we're helpless. We're at the mercy of the government is that what you want i mean these kids don't care they don't understand why the second amendment is where it is and that it and why it exists they have no idea they think it's about hunting is your sport and that's why so many of the signs were is your sport worth our lives oh, stop it good gosh what a false premise. I, I just, Thank you the for whole, that little straw man argument. This
2: whole argument is one false premise. Yep. After another. Yep. Just,
1: 888-900-3393. All right. Speaking of guns, here's a way you can get really proficient with yours. And it'll save you a ton of money on ammo. Uh, and that is awesome. Plus, it saves you range fees. Just do this in the comfort and privacy of your own home and safely. And no bullets go through your walls or into your television set or anywhere because iTarget Pro utilizes your cell phone and their app and a laser in place of the bullet. So it detects exactly where your shots are landing. You see it, you hear it. (laughs) It's really a great system. Go to the letter I, then targetpro.com, and watch that video. You're going to fall in love with this thing like all of us have here. Right now, you can save 10%, too, when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Competitive shooters do this all the time. Why? It saves them money. And it helps them get really proficient. So save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. It's the letter I, TargetPro.com, offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at PatUnleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Here, I am. It's true. Thank you for being here with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The March for Life rally, not quite as well attended as everybody thought over the weekend. I even thought it was going to be bigger than it was. Two hundred thousand people showed up, two hundred and two thousand seven hundred ninety six was the uh, I guess that was at its zenith. One o'clock Saturday afternoon, that's what they counted. And there's a 15% margin of error, give or take. But that's, I mean, that's a lot less than people thought. But if you missed it, here were some of the wonderful speeches that were given.
0: My name is Naomi, and I'm 11 years old. 11. Yay! Yay! Another person who doesn't know what she's talking about! Yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah! Me and my friend Carter led a walk out at our elementary school on the 14th.
1: Oh, that's great. Okay, so she and her friend, Carter, let a walkout of 11-year-olds. What are you, in the fifth grade then?
0: Hmm.
1: You're walking out over gun violence. In the fifth grade?
0: Okay. I That's am here great. today to acknowledge and represent the African-American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. Of
1: no mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm.
0: Whose stories don't lead on the evening news. Mm. Mm-hmm. I represent the African-American women who are victims of gun violence, who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls at full of potential.
2: They should rally in Chicago, though. Mm-hmm.
1: And there
4: was when more. people try to suppress your vote, mm. and there are people who stand against you because you are too young, We say
1: no more. Oh, that's brilliant. When
4: politicians say that your voice doesn't matter because the NRA owns them, we say
1: no more. Let me tell you something. There is not a single politician in Washington, D.C. that the NRA owns. This is such a false, stupid, despicable narrative. I'm just... I want to say... No more. more. <laughs> with these ridiculous statements about the NRA and how evil they are. And, and how they own everybody and everything. Ridiculous. Oh, you had when to turn politicians the page. When send their thoughts
4: and prayers uh-huh. with no action, right. we say
1: no, no. more. No. To- All right. When they send their thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. with no action. Like thoughts and prayers are nothing. That's a new narrative too. And I want to say to that No, no more. more Those politicians supported by the NRA mm. that allow the continued slaughter of our NRA, children NRA. and our future.
4: I say get your resumes ready. Oh <laughs> wow.
1: That's powerful. Right. Powerful. Six
6: minutes and twenty seconds with an AR fifteen. This one. And is my powerful. friend Carmen would never complain to me about mm. piano practice. Aaron Feist would never call Kira Miss Sunshine. Mm. Alex Schachter would never walk into school with his brother Ryan. I am a survivor.
5: I have
0: lived in South LA my entire life and have lost many loved ones to gun violence.
1: Okay, but that's a different kind of gun violence that we're delving into now. Now you're not talking about school gun violence. This has nothing to do, apparently, with school gun violence. This has everything to do with gun control. With getting rid of the Second Amendment. Huh. And the South LA thing. I mean, wh- what? Well, you're talking about gangs now. You're talking about gang violence and illegal guns. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> you can ban whatever you want, and the gangs will still have guns, and there will still be gun violence. So I got to say... No, no more, n- more. More. More.
7: This is normal. Normal mm. to the point that
0: I've learned to duck from bullets before I learned how to read. Oh, come on. My brother. Come on. He was in high school when he passed away. Yeah. It was a day like any other day. Sunset going down on South Central. Mm.
1: Could we have more information? You about hear him? pops what thinking they're
0: fireworks, mm. they weren't pops. You see the melanin on your brother's skin turn gray.
7: My grandfather had a dream. That.
1: Now, by the way, this is uh, Martin Luther King's, Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter, who's nine years
2: old. Hold on. Are these speeches happening while being surrounded by armed security? (laughs) You know they are. Yeah. Yes, I I do. You know they are. so That's a smart thing to have, have but right. anyway, continue. Right.
8: His four little children
0: will not be judged by the color of their skin, but right. by the content of their character.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I have a dream that enough <clears throat> is enough.
1: Okay. Thank you, Manuel. And that this
0: should be a gun-free world.
1: Period. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it should be a gun-free world. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? Um, I I have that dream, too, you know, the bomber jet planes riding shotgun in our skies will turn into butterflies above our nation. I have that dream, but it probably won't come to fruition. If it does, I'll be pleasantly surprised and and I'll say, wow, you got me on that. I didn't expect the bomber jet planes to actually turn into butterflies. You know what? It's, It's really cool. It's 2018, Pat. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, right. So you might get, get your butterflies. And the fact is, you know, we are stardust. We are golden. We are billion-year-old carbon. And we got to get ourselves back to the garden. You know, the Garden of Eden, uh, where everything was perfect and beautiful.
2: I thought you were going to break into, mm. I thought you were going to segue into like some uh Enegada mm-hmm. of the vita there for a second. <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> occurred to me. You might do that. No?
1: No uh uh-uh. baby maybe later Okay. maybe later
2: i mean don't you, you can't you can't get a song in my head and then not pay it off so uh
1: i wasn't actually quoting in a got a i know but i'm
2: just saying it got in that my was head Woodstock, but okay i know but it just did something in my strange
1: brain strange that it, it switched into a different my song my brain is that's strange i
2: i mean i watched this march of for life our life or whatever all weekend so yeah. my brain is it checked out before the work week actually began well that's understandable
1: Sorry. um Here's a a survivor of one of the most horrific gun violence events in world history. Remember the Eagles of Death Metal Um, and the shooting at that uh, that club in Paris where 89 people were murdered? Eighty-nine people. Some with Fast and Furious guns that Obama released into the stream. Right. So their lead singer, Jesse Hughes, who survived that attack. Wrote over the weekend. Obviously, the best thing. Well, we're not going to have time to get it. I'm. We'll tell you what he uh, oh, wrote over the weekend. A T. It's it's amazing. Yeah, good yeah, stuff. Coming it up. is. It's really, actually, powerful. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
0: Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network
1: and hey, thank you for being here Triple A 933 93 We're talking about the uh, march for our lives over the weekend. Some of the 11 uh, year old speeches, speeches from nine year olds. Um, you know, is it wonderful that they're speaking out? No, <laughs> not really. I mean, let them speak out. Obviously, that's they're free to do that. It's just that we shouldn't be listening to 9- and 11-year-olds or 15-, 16-, 17-year-olds when it comes to gun control policy. Now, the Eagles of death metal singer Jesse Hughes sort of makes that point. Here's a guy who survived one of the most horrific gun-violent episodes in world history. The shooting at that club in 2015 in Paris. And so he is a guy we're supposed to listen to because, well, he's a survivor of gun violence. He wrote over the weekend, obviously the best thing to do to combat chronic abusers and disregarders of the law, like the law against murder, is to pass another law. Genius. (laughs) But before we pass this law... We're going to denigrate the memory and curse ourselves by exploiting the death of 16 of our fellow students for a few Facebook likes and some media attention. And look how well civil rights abuses, uh, as it concerns firearms, help to protect me and my friends in Paris. Yeah, uh, Paris, France has some of the toughest gun laws in the world. This almost sounds like the plan of Like a kid, maybe like a high school student. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) That's right. The Whitney Houston song about letting the children lead the way wasn't actually actually bad operating paradigm for life. And when the truth doesn't line up with your BS narrative, just hold your breath and stamp your feet and refuse to accept it. Then take multiple days off of school playing hooky at the expense of 16 of your classmates' blood. It might be funny if it wasn't so pathetic and disgusting. As the survivor of a mass shooting, I can tell you from firsthand experience that all of you protesting and taking days off from school insult the memory of those who were killed and abused and insult me and every other lover of liberty by your every action. And then his uh, last line, long live rock and roll. And there you have it. And there you have it. Um,
2: man, there, <clears throat> this guy, I, he had a life-changing event. Yep. And um, it's just great that he's using Speaking his voice out. to speak his mind in this mm-hmm. way because it's such a rarity.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Um, seriously, thank it you.
1: It is. And to take that tone with these kids is a rarity because nobody dare do it. Uh
2: and you know he he talked about the kids taking school off. Yeah. I contend that if this uh March for Our Lives was held on a weekday, they would have drawn more uh, people there because uh you know, here they had to sacrifice their weekend for the cause. But uh that's, just not the opportunity to get a day off of school, so no, we're not gonna be there.
1: That's very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here is uh, the other side of this argument that you rarely hear from Kyle Kashuv. He's a Parkland student. He's also a survivor of this gun violence. And here's what he said on CBS's Face the Nation.
8: Something called the Marshall Program, which was registered and implemented in Florida, (laughs) and which would allow um, properly trained officers and, and, and veterans and unemployed veterans to acquire the training to protect our schools because we've seen in Maryland that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And it really Thank concerned you. me as to how come we did not see you w- a single person. You would person. have liked
4: more armed guards at the school.
8: Absolutely. I mean, we saw it in Maryland. He, he stopped the shooter. He did his job. And had the cowards of Broward done their job, Ooh, wow. I think that the, the count in Parkland would have been much lower. We saw that in Maryland, that a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. The only way to stop an active shooter on campus is mm. to have another person to, to eliminate him. Wow.
1: Jeez. This just so simple. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know that I go as far as cowards of Broward, but uh, wow. You know, he can. He was there. Uh, he also talked about what he thought of David Hogg's speech at the March for Our Lives.
8: I'm interested in your reaction to David's speech. Look, I mean, I was at the march itself and I saw this extremely anti-GOP. This entire, one of the most biggest causes of this entire march is being anti-Republican. And we've seen that in the marches itself. A lot of the things that yeah. David Hogg has said are egregious and inflammatory. Um, I don't think that the NRA has that much evil power that it's been putting on politicians. I don't. It's led by 5.5 million people who back it. And I really don't think that what David Hogg is saying right now is true, and I don't think what he's doing is positive for the American people. I think if he truly cared about the American people, he would sit down and he would talk to legislators and he would get all aspects of the discussion, and then he would act. Because what we see here, guns aren't the issue, okay? It's everything surrounding acquiring a weapon. It's people with mental st- who are not mentally stable to acquire a weapon. It's the police forces and agencies not giving all the information to the NICS program.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
8: and this kid,
1: you know, there's an obvious difference here. There's something lacking in what he is saying compared to the others who are pushing the gun control agenda, and that's arrogance. This kid's not coming off as, I know everything. I, I'm the most arrogant person on the, in the world. He, he just doesn't come off that way. Uh, and certainly I like what he's saying a lot better than they, they, but it's just a different demeanor. He's also challenged David Hogg to a debate. And uh, Dave Rubin has offered to donate the proceeds of this, uh, of any debate, to charity. Nice. Nice. Uh, So that would be great, but I'm guessing he won't do it. Uh, I I doubt that David Hogg wants anything to do with that. Because David Hogg actually doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And he doesn't want to, you know, he gets exposed every time anybody challenges him in the least little way. 888-900-3393. 888 um, 8 here 93 uh, here is campus reform asking students at mm. the march what they what what it is exactly that they want. then they ask them to explain uh, what assault weapons actually are. Take a look. Do you know what an assault weapon is?
6: Yeah, it's um, assault weapon. It's like a, um, hmm.
0: I, I kind of do but kind of
8: don't.
0: Okay. Um, like, I, no, I guess, um, but assault That's weapons,
9: great. like, does wow. that sound safe to you? What an assault weapon is, yeah, it's, like, it's a, an arm that, like, a gun, for instance, that you can buy at a shop pretty easily that is, like, can can cause more deaths than, like,
1: a non-assault,
9: one, I guess.
1: Wow. Good gosh. Oh, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's my brain right now.
1: OK, it's like I know that I want it banned, but like I but it's just it's something that assaults people. And mm-hmm. I, we shouldn't assault anyone. And so I, it should be banned. I, I know that I want it banned. I just don't know what it is. How in the world can you ask for something to be banned when you don't even know what it is? <laughs> it's just... <sighs> isn't this fun? I'm
2: gonna have isn't Jeffy come in here and give you a massage the rest of the show. Would yeah, you like I don't that think so. While no. you're on the air, no, no I really wouldn't. Okay. No, no, thanks.
1: I, mean, I mean, offered. I was just looking Appreciate out for that. you. Appreciate you know? Yeah, it's it's really thoughtful, but mm-hmm. but no, I'll no, gonna take pass. a pass on that. All right, uh, Mike in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hey, Mike.
9: I said I have an assault stick over here. Um that's that's ridiculous these people were. Anyway, let me get to it. Um their thing is uh my your guns or my sons are worth more than your guns. Uh n- I'm sorry. No, my guns uh defend my two daughters. So, and I'm sorry, but my daughters' lives are, you know, a l- worth a little bit more and I, I'm sorry that their parents don't know how to use a gun. These people probably never seen a gun. That's why they don't know what they are and anything that you're uneducated about. It's scary, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that, and my next thing, uh, Democrats, and I live in the South, of course, um, Democrats here have guns, a lot of them, and they're, they vote Obama, they vote Hillary, but they're armed, and I'm not at all worried about the South losing their guns. Um, so that's just something I'm not worried about, and we go out, we, we debate politics, and we go out and shoot in, in the fields, and yeah. it's, you know, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, and plus, the first murder um, was done with a rock. So let's get real. You know, Cain and Abel?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> come on. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mike. 888-933-93. That was, actually, a pre-assault weapon, uh, the very first murder.
8: Slightly. No.
1: Now, if I know what an assault weapon is, by the way, I, I guess a rock could be an assault weapon because... Uh, Abel was assaulted with it to the point where he lost his life.
2: So. That was an AR-15.
1: No. Genesis? No. It wasn't an AR-15. It was totally. No. mm -mm. I I don't know what Bible you're reading, Mm -hmm.
2: but the one I saw
1: specifically mentioned. I do use the King James version, so, yeah, that may be be the problem right there. The translation error. It might be, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze.
10: Afternoon, boys. Now, Keith, I'll point out to you that Cain used um, a Mac 11 <laughs> and you should have your facts straight, sir. Thank you. Um, but, hey, you know what? Your translation
2: is closer to mine than Pat's. I'll tell you that.
10: You know, and, and Pat, you have to forgive me. I have to compose myself after being engulfed by the IQ tsunami um, <laughs> shared by that uh, attendee of the, of the rally Yep. Uh, regard to assault weapons. But, <laughs> but the question I wanted to inject into this discussion was since Hogg and his ilk seem so focused on passing laws, I would first pose the question what is more meaningful, the enactment of a law or the enforcement of a law? Because by his logic, the enactment of a law means that one drop of whiskey wouldn't have flowed for 11 years after Volstead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would like to invite him to um, provide an argument against that. Well,
1: he can't you know, the, I can't because I'm sure he doesn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he
10: but can't. I mean, it's just it's it's maddening. And, and it's, it is their, their their arguments are so easy to unspool if you simply use an evidence based approach and, and say, look, you're talking about passing some law, OK? Well, the laws that exist right now, you say, have been compromised because the NRA puts all these loopholes in it, as if they actually could take part in the creation of, uh, of existing laws. But it's just maddening it is. That, that we're dragged down to their level it when is. it's so easy to to present just just logic and and completely dismantle their their you know you know pathetic yeah, argument. a card case.
1: Yes, exactly. Thanks for the call, Mark. It, it's exactly right. And there were plenty of laws in place to prevent this tragedy. None of them were enforced. Not a one of them was enforced. Otherwise, it would not have happened already based on current law.
11: Let's make killing people Ill- illegal. And that should uh, That's ridiculous. It. Can we do uh, that? Yes. What? Why don't we just start with... That's too if easy. If you kill somebody... It's against the law.
1: Uh, we'll think and you, about would it. you? I mean, but you wouldn't arrest them, would you? Would you? <sighs> well, no, because that would look bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that okay. look bad. yeah, uh, it would look bad. You can't separate yeah. uh, people no, from their families. No, no, you no, can't no. do that. No. Uh, it's no secret that our veterans are virtually forgotten by the government they've served and protected. Um, but that's where we come in as Americans. You know, there are tens of thousands of veterans' organizations, seventy-two thousand to be exact, and none of them. Help pay for a funeral cost for our vets. Average funeral, it's about $7,000 or so. You can spend a lot more, though. And the VA pays about 300 toward expenses. So it's it's absolutely shameful. We send these guys over uh, overseas. They come back to us uh, just messed up from the horror they've seen and been through. And then they're put at the back of the line. Sorry, we can't get you any treatment. Now, so, you know, good luck dealing with whatever it is you're dealing with. 22 of them a day wind up committing suicide. So then they lose their benefits. They lose their life insurance. And that's where Troy came in. Troy is a guy who lost a buddy to suicide. And he was determined to help pay for the uh, funeral for his friend. So he turned some scrap lumber into great-looking American flags. It's art with a purpose. It looks like this. Obviously, you wouldn't have the blaze on yours. I mean, you could, but you probably would do something else or maybe have the entire flag all the way across. It's absolutely beautiful stuff. All the proceeds go to help pay for the cost for funerals for uh, vets who've lost their way and committed suicide. It supports their families. Their families don't have to go in bankruptcy to try to bury their loved one. It's just an amazing cause, and Troy gets nothing out of it, except the satisfaction that he's helping veterans and their families. You can help support them by going to DogTagFurniture.com. A lot of great things on that website. With sales benefiting those who have served us honorably. Help make a real difference today. Let's make up for what the VA doesn't do. DogTagFurniture.com. That's DogTagFurniture.com. Mm. Checking in now with Brad and uh and his earwax.
11: Well, you see, here's the, here's the thing. I think that now when anyone hears you say my name, they immediately think of earwax and how <laughs> about a softball? How about a curveball today? Okay. <laughs> how about I throw something at you you didn't think was coming uh, at you? Uh, All
1: right. Why don't you do that? Are we ready for this jelly?
11: I'm t- well, you know, everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame. Everybody wants to well, feel the,
1: my thing is, the spotlight on them. Uh, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. said it best when they said, you don't have to be a star Mm-mm, to, baby, be, in my to show. be in my show. That's right. <laughs> so that's kind of what I've lived my life by. <laughs> Good. Well,
11: yeah. if you want to be a star, all you have to do is have some nasty earwax. <laughs> what? That's all. Well, hey, that's actually, all. no. Let me take that one step further. You actually have to uh, get a video of the of the mm-hmm. wax coming out of your ears. Heck. Thanks to the UseWaxRx.com system, you see what I did. It was a curveball, mm-hmm. but it swung mm-hmm. back around to a fast pitch, low on the inside. <laughs> but here's the: if you take the video of using the uh, WaxRx system, just use your phone or any other camera that you have available to you Ugh. and let's see what comes out of those ears because when you put that uh, video on on uh, uh youtube mm-hmm. and let millions of people see it Ugh. you could win several prizes from uh oh. use wax rx wait yes. a minute now i care the uh, i believe it's the uh, oh. alexa the amazon alexa uh, uh there's an echo dot uh-huh. that they're giving away and some uh, wax. Earwa- uh, so i was gonna say wax earbuds <laughs> Oh. Well, but they decided not to give away the ear ba- earwax earbuds because those were nasty. So yeah, you don't put those. Yeah. You don't so these them. are actually earbuds that are made from some sort of a synthetic material that go into your ear. But uh, you can get the details on their uh, Facebook page or on their uh, I think they've even got it on their Instagram. And in the meantime, if you want to get clean ears on your way to start them, go to usewaxrx.com <laughs> and use promo code radio.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio
1: Network. Oh, welcome. 888-933-93. Also, Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. From Megan, in response to the Washington Post article we were talking about. uh, Fighting for the rights of kids not to be questioned while not allowing anyone to question him. Consistent, at least. Uh, TMB listener Supreme. Hey, David Hogg, there were no loopholes in the law that made your school a gun-free zone. Yet, the criminal still brought a gun. If someone had a gun inside your school, maybe those 17 wouldn't have died. Uh, From Secret Steve Cannon. Hold on. So you're telling me that teachers can't be trusted enough to be armed, but kids can be trusted enough to throw rocks. Bring on the asteroid and take me out because nothing makes sense anymore. Mm -hmm. That is true. Nick in Detroit, I have a dream. The children should be seen and not heard, Puddin'. (laughs) We still have to do the Puddin Awards.
2: Yeah, Pat's Puddin yeah, Awards. Yeah, Pat's
1: Puddin Awards coming soon to a well, this show. And do they win like like um, spoons? Can we mm-hmm. give them like spoon trophies? Maybe I haven't noodled it all out yet. So give me a break here. Yes, I sir. don't know. It's just uh, it's so a it's I, a work in progress. Kind of connected okay? to the Pat from, Stew show. From Inconvenient poot. When is the March for Self Defense hashtag? Put that in your oh, I'm wait. there. So uh, I'm there. there you go. Uh, Also, let's take a look at some of the March for Our Lives protest signs because Mm -hmm. um, all of these were wonderful. You know, there's nothing crazy here, nothing ridiculous here, just all sanity. Uh, If we could see some of those signs from the march itself, yeah. There's Betsy DeVos is the only thing that should be fired inside a school. Okay, John Wick only needed a pencil, Uh, well, and a gun that he killed a million people with. Being gay... I w- can we pause this right here? Go back to that. if you, Because uh, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. Is that possible? Being gay, I hope to have as many rights as a gun someday. Okay.
2: okay. Guns don't have...
1: Forget <laughs> it. I don't even waste the words. I can't even bring peanut butter to school. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? NRA, please eat a Tide Pod. Yeah, like you idiots are doing... Whoever supports the NRA, your mom's really a hoe. <laughs> what? Oh, nice. My Muslim <laughs> uncle gets more background checks than a gun. Guns shouldn't have more rights than my uterus. Oh my. Wait, wait. Guns got have back
2: backstories. Okay, never mind.
1: And uterus uh, don't have rights. I don't know. I. Uh, <sighs> I just I can't even this
2: one says shove your
1: prayer thoughts and prayers way up your inside your butthole. Wow. That's nice. That's that's beautiful. Okay, these little atheist communist idiots. Books not bullets. Arm me with what does it say? I don't know. Diversity. Arm me with oh, diversity. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'll help. Oh, yeah, because if there if the if the Parkland school mm-hmm. was filled with more blacks, Hispanics mm-hmm. and Asians, sure. Nothing would have happened. Right? Cause it would have been armed with diversity. We are students. We demand change. Arms are for hugging. Thoughts and prayers are not bulletproof. I'm gonna vomit. Really? I can't see any more of them. I just can't I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't yep, there I do it. No. Yeah, uh, kill them looking. with guidance. I see you are looking. looking over there. I am look look not looking anymore. I'm putting right. the paper Y'all between. keep playing them for me though if there's more. And the monitor. Yeah, I want can't to do see it. These. Oh, good gosh. I can't take it. I mean, and then most of it was about the GOP and how evil the GOP. I thought this wasn't about politics. We've been told the whole time. It's not political. This is not about politics. It's bipartisan. This is a bipartisan thing. We're just looking for common sense here. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's uh, the only thing dumber than the GOP, you know, that kind of stuff. I I just can't. And no one challenges anyone on any of this stuff. And, you know, they're just all listening to their communist parents, socialist parents. And these are probably the same parents who were, you know, protesting uh, the Vietnam War. It's the same people who uh, uh, protested for... um, Where am I hearing? I'm hearing, like, uh, speaking in my head. I'm hearing voices in my head. Is that a bad sign?
2: Uh, That might be time to uh, get to a doctor.
1: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't know.
1: All of a sudden, I'm hearing voices in my head. That's great. All right. So anyway, these kids uh, are anything but unpolitical. Of course they're political. They're all about removing people from office. Uh, and by the way, you can't vote. So uh, you're not removing anyone from office. They keep talking about how they're going to vote people out of office. How are you going to do that when you, I don't know, aren't old enough to vote? Which, by the way, we should raise. If we're going to raise the, the age on firearms to 21. We must raise the voting age to 21. Or 35. Better yet. 70. Voting age, 35. If you're old enough to be president, you're old enough to vote. Let's start with that. Keep these guys out of the, out of the voting booth. Good gosh. Can you believe that a lot of them, in a year from now, they can, or maybe six months from now, they can vote. Fact is, though, now they can't vote anybody out of office. I don't know why they keep saying they're going to. 888-900-3393. More Pat leash Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's uh, Pac unleashed. Uh, we are going even... to, uh, I guess there's one good sign that we didn't get to. Yeah, yeah, you'll see system. that because Jeffy really loved it. What was your favorite? Oh, listen, guns Pat. have more rights guns than your have uterus, more,
12: more rights than my U-uterus, uterus, right? Yes, yeah, oh. It's true, man. I chanted chanted that all weekend long.
1: Guns have more rights than my uterus. We went to the
12: park yesterday, and I could—I mean, people were looking at me. I don't care.
2: Yeah, I don't care. You don't. You shouldn't.
12: (laughs) I mean, loud and proud. You got a problem?
1: You don't know that I identify as a woman with a uterus. Dogs have more rights
12: than my uterus. Got it? Little Easter Bunny people at the park. Mm.
1: Take it. Uh, which is fascinating because they can do whatever they want with their uterus, <laughs> despite the fact that there is a person inside of it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and Planned Parenthood even
12: had some tweets. I mean, I didn't. Even, I want to see this Planned Parenthood of sign segment, though. They they have yeah,
1: let's see the one good sign we let's found put this there. One uh, hey, NRA, <laughs> uh, hey NRA, stop killing our kids. That's our job. Sincerely, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> oh my God! Read the bottom. So that's bottom. good.
2: Proud sponsor of the march to stop the killing of oh. Our oh of our oh it's true
12: yeah that's it's absolutely true. true they they but Planned yeah, Parenthood it's actually great which is tremendous I like that a lot they had some great tweets this weekend that were just completely they're just completely
1: oblivious yeah to what to they do what they do yeah yeah to the I mean, fact that, that they've they've murdered eight million children by themselves since 1970 amazing so congratulations uh, yeah Planned Parenthood far yeah. more far more I mean a factor of at least 20 more in the last 40 years than any kind of gun violence <laughs> well if you include suicides it might be about 10 times more. We should figure out how many how many gun deaths have there been including let's go ahead and include the suicides and, okay. and uh, crimes and gang bangers and every every form of gun violence other than military in American history in American in, since 1970 since 1973 so we'll yeah. we'll we'll start with uh Roe v. Wade and we'll find out who's killed more
12: well, look uh obviously, if we were to I'm ban gonna... all guns mm-hmm. uh you know even just <laughs> even just assault rifles mm-hmm. uh
1: and what is an assault rifle? Well, it's... They're um, the guns that assault people, it's, yeah. yeah, it's something you know. that... What do you mean? I, I know, I kind of know, but I kind of don't to be know. Bad. I know,
12: it was great. Too. She ended up with, that kind of don't. I, I kind of
1: don't. I mean, you really don't.
12: You mean you don't, is what you mean. No, I just, I'm told. I'm I, told and I, I heard. Told, I
1: think they're bad. Yeah,
12: they're supposed to be bad.
1: And, and uh, NRA is killing people? Yes, thank Wait. you.
12: <laughs> thank you. Exactly what it is. That's what it is. It's terrible.
2: Um, I have I have your answer on firearm related deaths since nineteen sixty eight. Okay. okay, so
1: we're giving him an extra we're, five. We're giving years. them an extra right. years. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Um, one point five three million.
1: One point five three. Wow, that's a lot, though. Yep. Since nineteen sixty eight, <sighs> complete gun murders. Complete. Since suicides. Okay. Okay, that's still less than the plan by one eighth. It's okay, about one. Planned,
12: Planned Parenthood does so much more than just.
1: One eighth of Planned or Parenthood's sure. number a, of 8 million since eight, 1973. That's
2: 8 million for Planned Parenthood? Okay. So.
1: Yeah. 8 million. Didn't Over 8 it. million.
2: Didn't need a gun to do that, did nope. you,
1: Planned
12: Parenthood? No, they did not. I no. mean, we found out what in two, I mean, 2016, it was six or seven, eight 800,000 alone just in a year. Mm-hmm. So terrible. Mm-hmm. So terrible. All
1: right. That's how it means. It's uh, time for Chewing the Fat now with uh, Jeffy which explains his presence here the last few months
12: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a tough weekend uh for the president uh you know we left here friday after he signed that god-awful bill which i i mm-hmm. still am amazed that he signed i really am i i I'm, i all weekend long i was I, I honestly was like he just he couldn't have signed it could, it was it was built for him to veto and mm-hmm. say no to and yet he did mm-hmm. and then he uh, hauled off and uh, flew to florida have a nice weekend with the family, mm-hmm. and I know Chris Cruz has his mini documentary on uh, the new rules of engagement for Melania and Donald. But as they uh, departed the plane in Florida, you'll see the uh, the way that uh, Melania is uh, not uh, not very happy with uh, Donald these days uh, as they get off the plane in Florida. Oh, look, Baron's there too. Barron's a little quick wave. Up, oh, We're getting off the plane. Let's go. No, we're not holding wow. your hand. We're not walking with you, Don. We're going down the plane. We're just, bye-bye. Have a nice day. It's like cut Look at the face. And yeah. Barron, he ends up, Barron ends up, I can't take it. I'm just going to run to the car. I don't even want to be with him anymore.
5: <laughs> and,
12: uh, I mean, it is bad. It is bad at the at the Trump household. And then he spent the weekend in Florida mm. preparing, you know, bummed out, finding that people weren't very happy with him, uh, mm-hmm. signing uh, the, the bill, the, the ominous bill. I'm sorry, the budget. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, not a budget, just, <laughs> so. And then uh, you know what he said, man. I got to get back. We got to get back to get back to DC. Mm-hmm. we we got work to do. Uh, so they he flew back into DC uh, last <laughs> night. You know, just before the Stormy Daniels interview mm-hmm. aired on uh, CBS, but uh, he was all by himself. And uh, <laughs> so uh, the wife and the kids stayed in Florida, <laughs> and he does not look happy about it at all. He is not a happy man right there walking back to the White House this Sunday, yesterday. Mm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, I mean, the rules of engagement between him and Melania are wound up. Mm-hmm. She wants nothing to do with that guy.
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I mean, this, you're, there's some speculation there. I, I don't know that we know that for a fact. I, I know. A, I, I, I just proved it. You what just, are you talking about? <laughs> I know that for a fact. I just proved it. It was interesting that uh, Stormy Daniels last night said, she asked about, what about your wife? And he said, ah, oh, don't worry about that. We sleep in separate bedrooms. Well, so what? So do a so, lot of couples. Uh, it sounds like, you know, he's saying that that's not a real right, not a real relationship. Well, look, he broke the deal, right? My,
12: <laughs> my, uh, my true belief is that he broke the deal with her. She's been mad at him since, uh, you know, the Stormy Daniels thing is, is a secondary thing, mm-hmm. right? It's embarrassing, uh, but it's an, a secondary thing for her to be mad at. But he really broke the deal becoming president. Uh, throwing her into the limelight like that. I mean, their marriage was, you know, mm-hmm. for you know, was a uh, you know, questionable to begin with, as far as love and you know, <laughs> down the happy, happy path, and uh, she gave him a kid. She lives in uh, she lives up on top of Trump Tower. She goes to a couple of balls every every year, waves her little pretty face around. <laughs> she doesn't have to be with them more than two or three times a year and lives the good life. She waves now, her face around? Yeah, she waves her face around. Hello. Haha. Okay. And then uh Hello,
8: now, ha-ha now
12: is what she says na- when she shows yes, up. That's Hello. That's all she could say. She can barely speak English. Okay. And the uh and now she's the First Lady. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh uh-huh. Or she's in out in the open every day, everything mm-hmm. criticized, everything scrutinized. I mean, he broke the deal, man. Hey, Jeffy, can you demonstrate for us how one waves their face around? Well, I could if I was Melania. I mean, I could I find you some you examples of that if I, if you'd like.
1: <laughs> I'll show you some Melania waving face videos if you'd like. <laughs> you, you know, after the stormy interview last night, I think the more troublesome relationship is the Karen McDougal mm-hmm. one because uh, yeah. There seemed to be some feelings. But, At least she okay, but, says there were feelings. Right. Uh, she was in love with him. Mm-hmm. He was in love with her, supposedly. Ten months. Yeah, it's ten uh, ten uh, months. so... And she yeah.
2: broke it off, according yeah. to her. According yeah. to her. Mm-hmm.
1: I think the more troubling kind thing,
2: of The
12: most troubling thing with the Stormy Daniels, and, you know, I uh, is there a doubt that he's slept with her? No, I don't no. think so. I don't but,
1: think so. But nobody cares. Well, right. But the more
12: troubling point of that to me is that... Um, you promised and took money not to talk about it. Yeah. I don't care what you how you felt, what you did. If you felt that you were wronged and wanted to speak about it, don't take the deal. True. Yeah. Uh That's this, true enough. We've got to stop this. Uh, this has been uh, an issue now especially with the uh, you know, the Me Too movement and the sexual, all the sexual harassments of people signing deals, and they felt bad, so I want to speak out now, even though I signed the paperwork. No. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, that's got, something's got to stop that. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that, you know, we, they make those deals for a reason, yeah. right? I mean, I'm not sticking up for the bad guy. I know there's bad people, but sometimes it's not bad people. It's just, look, you're a pain in my neck. Here's some money. Sign this. No, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Right. Go away. Yeah. And then you're going to bring it back to my face again. That's not right, really.
1: Yeah. So there's that. And then the other element about the payoff is the campaign finance thing, which they explained last night. And I hadn't thought of it from this uh, from this viewpoint in that even if Cohen gave her money right out of his own bank account, that was still on behalf. You could make the case of the Trump campaign to not hurt it. So that's an in-kind contribution of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to the Trump campaign. That's how it'll be looked at. That's how it will be looked at, and that's how they get him. I mean, yes, that that's definitely how, they how they're going to get him. But yep. mm, I don't know that I buy it. That's true. It's. I mean, that's I mean, how they look at that kind of stuff, though. You can't mess around with campaigns like that. You can't. You can't do that because it's. You know, the 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 largest donation you can make to a to a campaign is twenty five hundred dollars, unless. You're doing the PACs, the political action committees. Then you can give, you know, whatever whatever you you want. want. But that would be to the Trump campaign, supposedly. So I I don't know. I don't The whole thing was a little uh, lackluster. And I thought anticlimactic last night because it it wasn't an (laughs) ongoing relationship. It was just once. And, uh, you know, this specious thing about I was threatened in Las Vegas in 2011 why did he wait 5 years to threaten you? What? Right. Okay, so 5 years after you slept with him, he sent somebody to scare you? Unless you were
12: unless you were out there saying you were going to break your deal. I mean, I yeah. I mean she Yeah. And I guess
1: she'd gone yeah. to National Enquirer by then, right? Yeah, she was already uh, yes, she, she she was, was
2: already, already um making paid $15,000 to tell her story. Recall and that's when the, the big mystery surprise porn
12: started taking money for anything.
2: That's when she was approached in the parking lot. Right. So that was word was out that that she was.
1: She also wants you to know that her business is totally legit mm. and uh, completely. Huh. Legal. I don't know. It's Sounds legal like, and legit. Why would you have to say that? I, like not- I just want to make sure you know. That, you know this uh, whole strip trip that she's on right now. That's completely <laughs> legit. All right. Well, of course it is. Sure, yeah.
12: They do that all she, the time. Stars do that all the time, travel around doing the, mm-hmm. the strip club circuit. Now, initially, what,
1: yeah. she didn't want her daughter to know that no. she did anything wrong. And now she <laughs> said that like, in the interview, what?
2: I don't want my daughter finding this stuff out on the Internet. Uh, your daughter's going to find quite a bit out uh, about you on be, the Internet.
12: <laughs> if she's that proud and so proud of her breast job and, and think her porn stars. Right. Your kids mm-hmm. should know. Sure. They should be proud of mommy. Yeah.
2: Think of this. Okay. So, Parkland <laughs> happens, the shooting happens, and mm-hmm. they get the permits in a nanosecond and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how her little tour worked out. You know, it's like, kind of. oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the strip
12: club circuit. The... I mean, you can, there's, there's, they always leave a little room for extra booking in case you... <laughs> Do they? Yeah, Do they? yeah, in case somebody, yeah. you know, if somebody makes it big, you want to uh. get them in. You got <laughs> to <There's> no... <laughs> get them in where they're hot. There's uh, no, you got to get them in where they're hot. Speaking of uh, uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a gun video uh, watcher, viewer, and you wondered, hey, what happened to all the gun videos on YouTube? Well, one of them going to Pornhub. Por- uh, no problem. Uh, the uh, <laughs> They said, and I love this right here, we're going to Pornhub because uh, uh, the in-range TV, <laughs> look, we're uploading our videos to Pornhub in the month, so since YouTube tightened its policies following the mass shooting in Las Vegas, we'll not be seeking any monetization from Pornhub. We're merely looking for a safe harbor for our content and our viewers. Now, they had a long statement, a really fascinating long statement on their Facebook page, which I put up at Jeff Fisher Radio, my Facebook page, uh, going down a long list of things that uh, he said, YouTube's new policies prohibit videos that show how to manufacture firearms, ammunition, or certain accessories, as well as instructional videos. Uh, but the Google-owned site also bars users from o- uploading videos intending to sell firearms, uh, certain firearm accessories. But uh, they still uh, allow content related to drug use. Hm, weird how that oh. happens. Because uh, mm-hmm. he put on, uh, on their Facebook page, they give a long list. And just as an, uh, as a, a, an example... Uh, what you can find uh, on YouTube is how to manufacture meth. Uh, shake and bake meth. Uh, <laughs> DYI Molotov cocktail instructions. Uh, just a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few of what you can still find on YouTube. Still find them. But well, you can't find that gun stuff. No. Heaven forbid. Gun safety.
2: Forget that. Doesn't matter the context. Get them off.
12: Good news uh, for me, anyway, is that PETA failed uh, their fight in Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming, uh, every year, ha- holds a... And you'll love this, Pat. I'm sure this is an event that you would be... Proud to be part of a chicken curling event uh, every year in Wyoming uh, at the Cheyenne, <laughs> Wyoming Ice and Events Center. Yes. And uh, PETA has tried to shut it down, and you can see that uh, you can see why right here. I mean, they're they're taking frozen chickens and there it is. See that, curling pat? them on the ice. I mean, it's curling. it's embarrassing. It's curling with, but uh, the mayor uh, <laughs> the mayor uh, said uh, wrote a letter back to PETA saying, um, "Yeah, you no." Know, Uh, We're doing this, okay? We've tried all kinds of things. Uh, These chickens that we use have been frozen and out of date for five years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to continue to use these frozen chickens, okay? Yeah. Live with it. There's still some common sense in the world,
2: and it resides in Cheyenne, Wyoming, apparently.
12: That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Coming to a city near you soon, uh, the anti-homeless spikes. I know they're coming up. uh, There was big uh, to-do in Mumbai. I know you... Mm Last week, yeah, Yeah. and the week before, yeah, you were in Mumbai. Well, maybe you missed it because they just went up these uh, anti-homeless bikes in front of banks and buildings in downtown Mumbai, and people are all wound
1: up. (laughs) Lay down here now.
12: (laughs) (laughs) They are all wound up because they're afraid that. See, I thought that they were something that would cut like they would come down you know at night or whatever when they close up but they're not they're they're just there mm-hmm. so if you're walking by and somebody pushes you into them or trip and fall into them uh you're getting spiked that's
1: wh- that, that's, that's why you could never have that in america <laughs> <laughs> would never never in america would you see that it would not be allowed
12: <laughs> that's, so that's good. unbelievable man it's so good i know i know I know. And then I uh, will end it with my favorite video of the weekend uh, The World's right. Strongest Man. Wait, I saw wait. this. Oh, okay. You scared I, me there I for a st- second. No, The World's Strongest Man. I saw this this weekend. I have, I actually lol mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my favorite video of all time. We've all done this. This man just actually videotaped himself doing it as the world's strongest man. You can see him here as he here go. as he's beginning to. you know he's next to the train, and he's he stops the subway train, <laughs> which is great for the people. And now uh, you know the people are getting off the train, wow. and he's getting a little powder on his hands. Yep. He's going to go up because, of course, the train has to take off, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got the powder on his hands. He's getting ready, and he's getting ready to get the train going. People are on the train, yeah. and yeah. off it goes. (laughs) and that's a that's a tough job right there he doesn't even look that strong that's funny (laughs) um, i love that stupid video so much (laughs) so much that's good yeah um Mm -hmm. all right i mean we can go on if you'd like or we can we can stop i mean we're coming up on on your break time i know so you do it you tell me what you want
1: i want to play my favorite commercial now I want to play my all-time favorite commercial. Well, maybe not all-time. All-time favorite? But my current favorite commercial <laughs> from Geico. Have you seen the, the yeah. McGruff the Crime Dog commercial? Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this McGruff. is so great. McGruff the Crime Dog is at the police station, and he comes in talking yeah. about how he's, you know, he's got some information, and uh, here's what right. happens.
10: Another dead end. charge. Sarge!
4: I just got a tip that'll crack this case wide open. <laughs> Turns out the prince at the crime oh, scene... Oh, did do-
6: McGruffy Wuffy get a tippy whippy?
3: <laughs> I'm serious.
6: We got to move fast Who's before... Who's a
4: good
8: boy? Is him a good boy? Uh, I'm just going to go. Oh,
3: you want to go outside? You got to go tinky poo
4: poo.
8: I'm already wet, okay? In the bathroom. As long as people talk baby
12: talk to dogs, you can count on Geico saving folks money. So brilliant. Good. Absolutely. So good. Absolutely so good. brilliant I commercial. love McGruff. So uh, funny. I, re- I, McGruff is, I mean, McGruff has been around for a long time yeah. now, man. You know uh-huh. what I mean? that, that's pulling out an that,
1: old And baby talking to McGruff <laughs> the <laughs> crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. Hello, dippy Whippy. I mean, they're, they're ad agency. I don't know who it is, but they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They're stinking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'll tell you something else that's brilliant, and that's uh, finding a realtor that uh, you can get along with, you really trust, and uh, that you share a lot of things in common with. It's really important when you're you know you doing the i mean this is the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your in your life right buying and selling a house glenn and tanya started realestateagentsitrust.com trust dot uh, com because they had such a bad experience with realtors when they were trying to sell their house so they put together a network of over 1200 agents all over the united states and they're qualified very rigorously by glenn's team based on experience marketing plans character and what kind of results they get plus Are they fans of the show? Should that be important? Absolutely. Because then you know if they are fans of the show, they generally have the same principles and values you do. You have that in common and uh, you have that bond. So if you're trying to sell your house right now, you got to do it fast and you want the most money, obviously. Or maybe you're looking to buy. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Ray returns. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three or at pat unleashed. Uh it's coming up just a few minutes, yeah. Mark Morano. Mark Morano runs climatedepot.com. Mm. Yep. Uh he is awesome. He's written a new book called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change. So good. I, I love that he put this quote on the front on the front uh of his book cover. <laughs> and it's a it's a <laughs> uh, review from daily costs evil personified <laughs> that's how they des- describe mark morano
2: but they also label him climate denier mark morano
1: yeah and and as he points out in the book and the book is great yeah. it's really awesome um it, as he points out in the book climate denier is something they obviously use to make you out to be uh akin to a holocaust denier which is you know madness Uh, Some of the interesting things that we're going to talk to him about, um, the world is spending a billion dollars a day, nearly a billion a day to prevent global warming. Mm. A UN scientist, I love this, I love this quote, UN scientist has admitted that the 97% consensus theory, the fact that they throw out all the time, where'd they get that? Pulled from thin air. It sounded good to them. So they just started using it. And because media outlets picked up on it, they just kept using it. And they run with it now. The 97% consensus thing is pulled from thin air? It's facts like that that are, are, are absolutely incredible to me. Um, climate policies are crushing the world's poor. The Paris Climate Accord would theoretically postpone global warming by four years (laughs) and cost $100 trillion. Oh, those four years, though. They'd be worth it. I mean, think of that. So instead of just burning up in 2100, we wouldn't burn up till 2104. See. So. See. (laughs) Totes worth it. It's worth it. It's completely worth it. Or something else. Oh, this is what I love. Uh, i going to ask him about uh, the 1970s when all of these scientists were all up in arms over what? Global cooling. Uh, listen to some of these headlines. From the New York Times, January 1978, international team of specialists finds no end in sight to 30-year cooling trend in Northern Hemisphere. Climate changes called ominous. Scientists warn predictions must be made to precise to avoid catastrophic cooling (laughs) geologist says winter's getting colder january 1978 oh boy worrying about a new ice age february 1969 i mean on and on and on and on the predictions and then they switched in 1988 they switched from cooling and ice age to warming and burning up with no explanation same cause no explanation (laughs) <laughs> it's phenomenal. So we're going to talk to Mark Morano coming up in just a few minutes.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network
1: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, joining us right now from Climate Depot, uh, Mark Moreno. Mark uh, is a warrior in this fight against the global warming nonsense, the hoax. The um, his new book is called uh, "The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change," and I love the quote from Daily Kos evil personified (laughs) joining us now is the incredibly evil uh mark moreno mark welcome to the blaze
13: thank you pat happy to be here appreciate it uh
1: first of all really really sad to have lost another warrior in this fight um the the man who wrote the foreword to your book uh john coleman um he he was he was great and and very courageous in this battle
13: uh sad to see him go Yes, that was a shock. Uh, you know, he was he had he'd been ill for a little bit, but he wrote the forward the, in the about 3 weeks or about a month or so before the book came out, he died and it was an oh, unexpected death man. and he was the founder of the Weather Channel. He stood up to this and he talked about yeah. how his own science that he'd spent a lifetime going studying had been corrupted chiefly by the United Nations and all this, you know, just the fear mongering and how they've just twisted it all. So you can read his foreword in here. And he's also quoted throughout the book. One of the things he's quoted on in the book, Pat, is upset at his old network propagandizing children for yeah. climate fears. And the Weather Channel has been a key component. I detail that in the book, how they've just used kids shamelessly mm-hmm. to drive home the climate fears.
1: Yeah, they've been one of the worst, um, one of the worst offenders of this uh, this hoax. First of all, let me start here. Has yeah. there been warming? Has the Earth actually warmed?
13: Now, that is a great question, and it's all on timescales. Now, if you look at the geologic history of the Earth, and I quote geologists in here from University of Pennsylvania, other fine institutions, we are in the, probably the 10% coldest uh, of, of the Earth's geologic history. In other words, 90% of the Earth's history has been warmer. If wow. you start out at the, Ro- the Roman warming period, about the time Jesus Christ was alive, uh, walking on Earth, you had a. Um, uh, we've had a cooling since then. If you go with the medieval warming period from 900 to 1300, we've had about a cooling, according to the original UN reports, were about the same temperature, according to other studies, and and many studies say we've cooled since the medieval warm period. If you go since the Little Ice Age, which happens to coincide, Pat, with the thermometer data in all the major cities about 1850, 1870, the end of the Ice Age, we've warmed. So when people say we've warmed, they're typically talking about 1850, 1870, the Little Ice Age. But have we warmed since the 1930s? Hard to say. The EPA data shows all the heat waves were the hottest then. Have we warmed since the 1990s? All these claims the hottest year are nonsense. It's all within the margin of error, year-to-year differences. In other words, they can't even make the claim because they adjust bigger than they claim these margins are. It's a fancy way of saying the temperature stayed the same. So, a long-winded answer, but the answer is it depends on what time scale you use. But have we yeah. warmed since the end of the Little Ice Age? Yes, in the last 120, 30 years or so, yes.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that brings me – you mentioned something else that is fascinating to me, and that's uh, the adjusting of temperatures. Uh, they go back yes. and they adjust warmer temperatures down, and then the more recent temperatures, they adjust up. And it's it's – according to some insiders, it's almost always that way and never the other way around. What is the excuse they use for adjusting these temperatures at all? Why are they doing this?
13: Well, first of all, as I mentioned, they, they have, the margin of error is huge. So they can do pretty much whatever they want, and they can just claim, oh, we're making adjustments. So let's, let's talk about the global warming standstill or pause and how they did that. We had a global warming pause and standstill beginning 1997-98, and it went on until about 2016-17. I detail this in the book. And what happened was that when it first happened, they, they denied it over and over. Mm-hmm. Then I have detail in the book. They came up with 60 excuses for it. Finally, they were done making excuses like the oceans ate our, our global warming, uh, Chinese coal use I has blocked out the sun and you know, all this silly stuff. So then they decide you know what? We're going to go back and look at the data. Guess what? We had the Arctic temperatures as too cool. We went back in the data. We warmed the Arctic, and presto, the global warming pause, not only doesn't it exist, but it never existed in the first place. And this is what they've done. And NOAA and NASA have done similar with the 20th century. If you go back in 2000 and look at the United States federal climate data, it shows a cooling trend, essentially, from the 1930s to 2000. If you go now and look at the data for the 1930s to 2000, it shows a warming trend. They... Pull the past to show enhanced warming, and they claim any number of adjustments, and they're not always clear, and they don't always provide details, and they never want to answer questions. They don't highlight the fact that they've altered the past. But it's like if you have a company losing money, and you want to get investors, you hire an accountant, and you show that you've had record profits, suddenly you're going to look quite attractive. Well, the theory of global warming looks much more attractive if you have the ability to change the past temperatures, to juice the numbers, to make it look impressive.
1: You you mentioned that one of their excuses for the pause in the global warming was that the ocean ate the warming. I will never forget this particular uh, this particular report from CBS News just a few years Our ago. Emissions also trap heat. Today's report shows oceans have absorbed ninety percent of that heat, raising ocean temperatures by half a degree. Had all that heat gone into the atmosphere? air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees. Okay, so... <laughs> 200 degrees. <laughs> had, had the ocean not done what it does, the temperature would have risen to 200 degrees. Well, you don't know how the Earth works, and we're supposed <laughs> yeah, to believe you? Unbelievable stuff.
13: This is the whole whole point. I go into all of these natural cycles. This is what the Earth does. The other thing I point out in the book is we're actually in a carbon dioxide famine, geologically speaking, with the Earth. I interview Robert Giegengach of University of Pennsylvania, head of the geology department there, he's a typical... Uh, you know if professor at a at an Ivy League university, except he 's a global warming skeptic, he voted for Al Gore, thought he was a smart man, then he went wow. and saw his film, and he was appalled about how Gore portrayed the carbon cycle. He points out that carbon dioxide. Uh, levels follow temperature. Uh, follow temperature increases. In mm-hmm. other words, temperature increases raise carbon dioxide in the history in the geologic history of the Earth. He said Gore had it backward, and that he either was either ignorant or deliberately manipulated in his film. This is from a Gore voter. Yeah. So. I go through and I show how global warming has hijacked the whole movement and how really the red letter year, if you want to say that, is 1988. That's when the U.N. panel started, and that's when everything became political, I mean, much more so. And that's when the U.N. decided that in order to exist, they had to show global warming as a crisis or they failed to have a reason to have that climate panel.
1: Uh, more more than somebody who voted for Gore, let me play what Al Gore said himself in one of the most incredible admissions I've ever heard from him.
6: The temperature
2: goes up before the sea goes that, up. Sometimes that has been true in the past. The opposite has
1: also been true. Okay, so he just admitted there that temperature yes. sometimes drives the CO2 up, but sometimes CO2 drives temperature up. So it could happen either way, and we don't even know which is which. So it, that right, takes away don't... the
13: whole argument, doesn't it? It does, and not only that, but you go back. He's not even that. Isn't really true. If you look at the geologic history, there's no real evidence that the CO two is driving any significant, measurable warming. When you look back, it's all. Mm -hmm. It's almost exclusively there's a lag. The temperature goes up, and then CO two levels rise eight to eight to eight hundred to twelve hundred years after that. When you look at the ice core data. Wow. but it is amazing. I don't even know where you got that clip, from. That's impressive. I don't think I've heard Al Gore ever concede that. I would have put that quote in the book. I, you're, 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 you're schooling me today. I don't know where you got that soundbite from. We
1: pay, We pay pretty close attention to him. Um, okay. What, one of the things that he also says is that, um, you know, because people understand that it's no hotter or colder than it, they remember it. I mean, it. first of all, they said that there would be a lack of snow, so desperate that you would have to explain to your children and grandchildren what snow was. Now they claim that the preponderance of snow also means global warming. Then they claim that floods mean global warming, but also droughts, that fires uh, mean global warming. And, And I think that people understand all these things have always happened, but Gore claims unprecedented levels of all of these things. What's the truth about all of that? I mean, the
13: truth is simple and it's scientific fact, and even environmental scientists who align with Gore on all these other issues are appalled once again Not only is Al Gore dead wrong, it's so obvious that he's just saying whatever he needs to. And that's one of the things I detail in the book. This is a campaign cause. You mentioned snow before we get to the extreme, other parts of extreme weather. They said in the 1990s and 2000, UN top scientists, Michael Oppenheimer, quoted in the New York Times, other UN scientists, quoted in UK papers. Snow was a thing of the past. Children just Mm -hmm. won't know what snow is. I bought my daughter a sled. Now she won't be able to use it because of global warming. Then we had record snow. (laughs) Record snow. Record <laughs> snow blizzards, East Coast the highest snow uh, snowiest decade surpassed the 1960s a few years ago. That's how much snow we're having And mm-hmm. What do they say? Al Gore himself. Well, this is consistent with what you'd expect. Well, if it's consistent, they never once. Predicted it. Al Gore's film yep. never predicted record cold and snow. So what happens is, and I and I went back and there's a whole section in the book on this. They predict opposite results. Global warming will mean more malaria, less malaria, more hurricanes, less hurricanes, more snow, less snow. And I go through literally like dozens and dozens of examples on major climate issues. So that no matter what happens, if you bet for both teams to win the Super Bowl, you can always say you were <laughs> a winner. They claim they're always right, and the facts yep. are otherwise. Hurricanes, floods, droughts, tornadoes, not only are they not increasing, they are either unstable or declining timescales, particularly droughts and tornadoes. We are having much less hurricanes as well. The first half of the 20th century was much, much worse with hurricanes. And that's before our CO2, our CO2, 80% of our CO2 came after World War II. So you can't blame things before 1950 on man-made CO2 and humans.
1: Uh, we're talking to uh, Mark Morano, whose uh, book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change, is just awesome. You, you, you need to get this uh, and read it to your uh, liberal friends who have bought into this hysteria. I, I absolutely love it. Went through it this this weekend. It's, it's a great book, Mark. Thank you for, for doing you. it. Um, also, what about, the, uh, what about the polar ice caps? That's another thing we hear all the time, that there is significant melting in the polar ice caps, especially the North Pole. Is there any truth to that? uh,
13: Well, at the end, timescales. What happened when they started satellite monitoring of the Arctic? What year was that? 1979. Gee, what was going on in the 1970s? the, global cooling coming ice age scare was reaching its zenith in the 1970s. That's when they started monitoring. Now, keep in mind, had they started this kind of monitoring in the 1920s and 30s and peer reviewed studies showed this, the Arctic was as warm or warmer. Greenland was probably warming at twice the rate in the 1920s and the 1930s. And it is currently all part of the North pole. So, what they've done is they cherry-pick a cycle, say the 1970s, and yes, the Arctic has warmed since the 1970s, ice age scare, absolutely. However, the Antarctic, and I detail this in the book, it's a seesaw, has cooled. The Antarctic is actually gaining ice so much so that it's contributing to sea level lowering, and they don't want to talk about that. That's <laughs> according to a NASA study, which the climate actors are beside wow. themselves that NASA would ever allow something like that to come out. But to answer your question on the North Pole, even further, polar bears unaffected. But yes, the ice has diminished. But we've been in actually about a 10 year pause in summer sea ice uh, in the Arctic as well. So the Arctic Hmm. is is showing signs that that's now going to reverse cycle and start gaining ice. But overall, they don't have the data to back up that fear of the of the melting glaciers and the ice disappearing. And the Antarctic has been a thorn in their side for decades.
1: They've gotten away with uh, so many things. They they've gotten away with having it both ways. The less snow, more snow. Yes. Uh, more floods, less floods. Uh, heat means global warming, but also extreme cold means global warming. It's unbelievable. And then we also have the climate gate scandal, uh, t- and nobody remembers it. It seems what you you have a whole chapter on that. What are the basics of the climate gate scandal?
13: The basics of this climate case candle was in 2009, it broke, and essentially it revealed in emails which have been authenticated. These are the top echelon, the, the leaders of the United Nations scientists, the activist scientists, who the man behind the curtain. This is the Think of the Wizard of Oz. This revealed them to be colluding with each other to create a campaign cause that man-made global warming was dangerous and the U.N. needed to solve it. They actually state, and they stated this publicly as well, that we will make the next report so alarming that the world will have to act. Now, think of that. That's supposed mm. to be a scientific report. They're, they're picking out where they're going to make the report years in advance. And they also, these emails of the ClimateGate scandal revealed them threatening scientific journal editors not to publish anything that went against the U.N. narrative. It showed them colluding directly to not release Freedom of Information Act requests, which they required to do by law. Yep. And then the big thing is, oh, they were all exonerated. Well, they were exonerated. They essentially it was a global warming establishment exonerating themselves by not even asking the right questions. And I go into detail about how they got away with it, essentially. And they continued on their merry way with all these alarming U.N. reports and the media ignored the whole scandal.
1: It's just unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. What uh tell us about the the climate report we're not supposed to read?
13: Well, so what happened is we have this UN report, which, again, started in 1990. And the shocking thing is in 1990, when they first heard the report, it showed the medieval warm period as warmer. 2001, they came out and said, you know what? We had to, we, they actually had scientists say, we have to get rid of the medieval warm period because it was ruining their talking points. It's like, a, think of a campaign. It's a partisan campaign, and they just have to get rid of the negative talking points. So they went back and they erased that. So what happened was the Heartland Institute organized a whole series of all of these scientists, many of them former United Nations scientists, to do a counter-report to the UN. And that's what you're referring to there, Pat. I have a, some references in the book to that. So there's actually, if you wanna, and this is heavy reading just like the United Nations reports get into. They have a lot of data, but it's how you draw the conclusions and what you compare them and your timelines. But there's a whole counter report out there called the Non-Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and the Heartland Institute from Chicago organized it. And it's, it's a great uh, baseline to go against the United Nations because it uses all the peer reviewed data that's out there and the peer-reviewed data is unbelievable because it's in, all the, it's in all the journals. And right now on my website, even, Climate Depot, I'm documenting how on, on just about every issue from sea level to extreme weather to temperature, the, the peer-reviewed literature is not supporting the claims of the United Nations. And on top of that, Pat, we have word now that even the New Yorker magazine and other liberal publications are throwing in the towel on the U.N. Paris Agreement. They're saying that this is a, essentially a failure and that we're not, it's not doing anything it's supposed to do and no one's adhering to it, all making it a great vindication for the U.S. to get out of this ridiculous treaty, which does nothing for the climate, but was going to be literally, and I detail this in the book, the most expensive treaty in world history, uh, costing about $100 trillion when it's all said and done. And that's given current... Reality because every year they passed this, they did this agreement in 2015, and then they keep meeting to every year. Big meeting by UN summit in some exotic location. I've been to Bali, Cancun, South America, Africa. They go on safari everywhere they go, but they keep meeting and they keep ratcheting up the requirements of this. And so, for the US to get out is a very good thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, finally, let me ask you this because this is probably the question. I get most often uh, from people who can't quite get their head around. Okay, if this isn't true, why are they pushing it so hard? What What is the incentive for all these scientists to push this this hoax on us?
13: Well, excellent, excellent question. In the book, I detail that since the 1960s, the environmental left has been pushing ecological crisis, doom, and scare. Paul Ehrlich's uh, 1960, I think, 67 book, The Overpopulation Bomb. We're all going to die. We had resource scarcity, the global cooling scare. We had the Amazon rainforest. And I go in the book and I say different environmental scare. Same solution. We have the United Nations admitting that this is not about environmental climate policy. It's about redistribution of wealth. It's about global governance. It's about central planning. Yep. I interviewed the head of the climate panel, uh, the climate chief of the UN, named Christina Figueres, and she actually says, We seek a centralized transformation that will make life on planet Earth very different for everyone. Wow. Keep in mind, these wow. are plug and play. If you go back to overpopulation, I go back to the 1970s and show the exact same solutions were after that. Now, in terms of – that's why the UN's interested. They're using global warming as the latest environmental crisis slash scare in order to get their goals, which is essentially global governance, central planning, wealth redistribution. That's it. The scientists themselves – Many of them are like Michael Oppenheimer, a top U.N. scientist. He actually worked with the Environmental Defense Fund. He's been funded by hundreds of thousands of dollars by Barbara Streisand. He's an environmental left-wing activist. He's presented to Congress as this you know, neutral observer scientist. These are activist scientists, many with affiliations with the Union of Concerned Scientists, Greenpeace, and they present themselves in the U.N. And then they, there's only about 52 activist scientists, as I detail in the book. And then beyond that, they pull in the work of all these other scientists who may be apolitical may not even study global warming, but I like guess I detail in the book, if you study butterflies, suddenly if you do a study how global warming might doom the butterflies, suddenly you're part of this alleged 97% consensus. You're getting funding, you're getting media attention, you're getting staff, and all you did was study butterflies. You never even looked at carbon dioxide, and this is how they, the money of the day corrupts science. I,
1: and I think it was Czech Republic President Václav Klaus who 10 or 15 years ago said that uh, that green is the new read that climate change global warming is the new communism meaning that this is the path they're choosing to bring about a a global you know one world communist government and i i just there's there's no doubt in my mind that's what it's about but then for people like al gore i think for him he's on the way to becoming the world's first climate billionaire so it's pretty obvious what he's in it for isn't it
13: Yes, he's in it for ideology and money. One of the ironies of Al Gore was when he lobbied Capitol Hill for the climate bill, he had already set up a whole bunch of different nonprofit foundations with him as either the founder or on the board. He was set to make Again half a, half a uh, trillion dollars he ended up making Jeez. a lot because obama 's stimulus bill generously funded the, the organization 's gore set up, but the media never once portrayed former Vice President Al Gore for what he was. He was a self interested yep. lobby se- lobbyist seeking his own self interest by lobbying for the cap and trade climate bill. instead, he was portrayed as the statesman worried about the fate of the planet and in I detail in the book his net worth from one to two million to one hundred million then he sold his network to al Jazeera the oil-rich Saudi yep. Arabian connected Al Jazeera, who then, uh, even his former staffers got so upset, he refused to even take industry fossil fuel funding advertisement. But he sells the network to the ultimate fossil fuel company. And for hundreds of millions of dollars, his old employees felt betrayed by Al Gore.
1: Mark Murano, the website is com. The book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change. It's awesome. Where, where's the best place to get it? Is it at the website or Amazon?
13: Well, it's, we're actually sold out at Target, Walmart, really? and Amazon. You can go to nice. Climate Depot. We have it. At, Amazon should have it in later this week. But you Dang. can get it, obviously, immediately on Kindle. But you can go to climatedepot.com. And I have a link up at the top as well where we have we, – we stored up some extra copies so we can do immediate delivery. But every parent with kids from kindergarten through college needs this. It's the ultimate reference book. Your kids are going to need it. You're going to need it. It to fight back as your kids are indoctrinated.
1: Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Mark. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Uh, let me tell you about a new weight loss product that has really become an essential part of the Blaze family here. Obviously, we know about diet and exercise. That's the actual tried and true way to lose weight. But if you couple that with Riduzone, which is a safe, natural, FDA acknowledged dietary supplement, uh, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Riduzone was launched by a local company that took the good stuff in olive oil uh, and created a patented product containing the OEA that they extracted from olive oil. And that has been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. Also, helps burn fat. Just ask uh, Sarah Gonzalez about this. She hosts the news and why it matters. She lost over 100 pounds. She still has cravings, though. And she says Riguzone is essential for her to control her cravings and her appetite. Go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get a 30% off deal on a three-month supply. 30% off three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Riduzone.com.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. how fascinating is mark morano and passionate about it great stuff you know and he doesn't care he's being demonized by all these groups and the ipcc and nasa all the people who have sold out to this hoax and and by hoax i don't mean that maybe the earth hasn't warmed 0. 0.9 degrees in 100 years whatever What's the cause of it? Is it catastrophic? You know, the answer to that is, no, it's not catastrophic. And did man have anything to do with the temperature rising 0.9 degrees? No. The temperature goes in cycles, and we all know that. We all know it. However, Hmm. there is a scientist who's doing incredible work.
2: Oh, good, 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 good,
1: good. Uh, You remember Crazy Mike? Uh, people uh, call him that derisively, but Mike Hughes is a scientist. I'm sorry, he's Mad Mike. Mad Mike. Let's get this right. Tried to prove the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? Uh, it didn't go that well. Uh, actually, he did. Bo- he took off in his rocket. Hey. Okay. Hey. And his goal is to get 52 miles. Above the surface. Okay. Of the Earth, 52 miles. Yeah, they're showing Dangerously the, close. He got. Showing the video. Well, now. Less, less than one mile. So we'll, we'll tell you about that coming up oh. here in a second. So he's got a ways to go? A little, little ways to go, but he's, he's dangerously close. Well, on his way.
2: Dangerously close.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. On
1: the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Uh, Pat Gray unleashed. So, Mad Mike Hughes mm-hmm. blasted off in his homemade rocket. Really kind of cool mm-hmm. that he was able to get 2,000 feet up. Yeah, that is cool. I, I couldn't do that, uh, but he was able to. Uh, and I'm. he survived it. Now, he was carted off on a stretcher. Sure. But he did survive. Yeah. So, that's great. I'm glad he did. I was a little worried. Frankly, that this was going to kill him, and it didn't. So that's nice.
2: And I'm sure the the next time when he gets into outer space, that landing will just
1: yeah, that'll be flawless, right? Yeah. Well, he's got to get 52 miles up. So how far did he get this time? Less than one mile, but you know, only like a third of a mile.
2: No, I think it was like right at a half, wasn't
1: it? Was it almost half? In other
2: words, he's going to have to do 100 times plus better next Mm -hmm. time
1: to get to outer space. But that's not bad. He's almost there. He's almost But there. he's got to
2: be careful not to fly right into the sun.
1: Uh, true. Because it's that's just right. hovering right well, there. Well, if he's a flat earth guy, uh-huh. I think, isn't the sun 37 miles from the earth? And he wants to go 52. And he wants to go 52. Maybe he wants to
2: go past the sun. Jeez. Huh.
1: He, uh, he wants to go clean out of the solar system. But bottom line if is... If there is a solar system. Yeah,
2: right. Come on. A bunch of, what, frisbees in the sky? <laughs>
1: So how, have, how how do flat earthers uh, just they must say that the like the photographs from Voyager mm-hmm. and other missions yeah. are faked? You got to keep the hoax going. What they yeah,
2: you got to have a concerted effort to actually the end of seeing time. the
1: spherical nature of all the rest of the planets. Ours is the only flat disc.
2: Don't cloud. the Okay, debate. I won't.
1: I won't. So he's trying to get 52 miles up. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite manage it over the weekend. Okay. He did survive. He does plan to do it again, and he's going to run for governor. Wait, I'm sorry? He's going to run for governor. going to run for governor. So All good right. for
2: well, him. Well, California could do worse, and they it's have. good for
1: him. him. Right now, as a matter of fact, Jerry Brown, <clears throat> continue, please. Yeah, no kidding. That's the thing about California. Just when you think this guy's a joke to run for you, – then you think back, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, Jerry Brown. <laughs> um, so <laughs> – so. Uh, it's perfect for them. That is perfect. <laughs> it's an upgrade, actually. <laughs> it pro- He probably would be an upgrade from Jerry and Brown.
2: And I don't know him. I just know that's an upgrade from Jerry Brown. <sighs>
1: uh, I'm, I'm confident in saying that. 888-900-3393. I, I do kind of like the entrepreneurial spirit aspect of this. Absolutely. Private guy, got 2,000 feet up. That's, you know, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's not quite... Elon Musk accomplishment, who's got a car on the way to Mars. It's the same thing. But still, it's the same thing. It is. Just on a grander scale. Mm -hmm. That's all. Uh, So one day he'll be able to prove that we're flat as a pancake.
2: Yeah, I don't care about the rocket stuff.
1: I'm waiting for the. My wife actually makes fluffy pancakes. So that's not even that big of a claim, you know? (laughs) Because they're kind (laughs) of fluffy and light and airy and they're delicious. Yeah. So, flat as a pancake, I think you've got to have, like, a, well, flat pancake.
2: It's all in the batter, you know? Right. you got to make sure That's that right. it's,
1: uh, it sits a
2: little bit right. or something before you pour it. I, don't, I have no idea.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three. 3393 John in Maryland, welcome to The Blaze.
6: Uh, hello, Pat. Hi. Um, hey. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't do this for a living, so I can be a little nervous here, but... Uh, Three things. First, maybe a little demonstration you could do. If you get a clear glass, put ice in it, fill the glass with water till it comes to the rim so that the ice is floating but is above the rim. Mm -hmm. Then let that ice melt. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, the The glass is
1: going to overflow. Or wait, no. It won't exceed the level, right?
6: Well, it's... Well, not to get too technical, but Archimedes' principle tells you, no, it it won't. It won't. But that, that's a good demonstration to prove that, as Al Gore had said last week, you had a mm-hmm. uh, um, quote that he, he said that they have, if the Arctic ice was to melt, mm-hmm. that the water would rise. But if all the free-floating ice in the world were to melt overnight, the water level would not change one iota.
1: You know, based on the glass theory, that seems to be accurate, doesn't it?
6: Well, uh, it's physics. I uh, mean, what uh, uh-huh. uh, iceberg or uh, ice in your glass is all the same thing.
1: Yeah. Unless Archimedes was a total moron. You're right. Uh, I think you're right, John.
6: I don't know <laughs> about being a moron, but he's the Greek.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. Speaking of Greeks, uh, what's the guy's name in Milwaukee? Eunice Anticumbo? Uh, his feature on 60 Minutes last night was much more interesting than Stormy Daniels. Mm. It was an actual really good report, and what a tremendous oh, yeah, kid that guy around. is. Yeah, yeah. He's I, only 23. I turned
2: it off before Stormy was done.
1: Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I, taped it, and then my, my uh, taped segment ran out just before the very end of Stormy Daniels. Wait, so you- then I went live to 60 Minutes, and fortunately, they were doing the Atakimpo uh, interview. And kid is brilliant uh, and really a great story because he grew up in Greece. I think they uh, immigrated there from Africa. And then he grew up in Greece. His dad gave him a Greek first name so that he'd blend in better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so he knows the economic realities of socialism. He knows what happened to Greece as a result. He and his brother went out on the streets of Greece every day and sold whatever they could scrape together to try to make ends meet and try to survive as a family. That's really cool. Incredible story. And then they started playing basketball because his dad said, hey, you guys are big kids and this is maybe your ticket if you try really hard, if you work really hard, and they both did. Now his little brother is in the, uh, I think, the premier Greek league. And then Eunice is obviously in the NBA now, huh. making millions of dollars a year. I hated I missed that. Seriously, I mean, a great story. That does sound like the kind of story great we story. need. Probably, probably one country. of the top five basketball players in the world right now. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Wow.
2: I'm just kind of hung up on the fact that um, you depended on a tape that ran out. Well, you, no, okay, not a tape. Out? I mean, the, is it a VHS? digital a beta recording Max? ran what out. What are we doing here? You need to clear you some something technical, from your douche. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait a minute, Mister Technical, uh-huh. right here.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Put that in your pipe.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. In her sit down last night, Stormy Daniels discussed the alleged affair with President Trump. I'd like to hear from people. Did you think she was credible at all? Let's just start there. Was did you believe her story? Uh, here's a look at part of it.
7: I was in a parking lot going to a fitness class with my infant daughter. I was taking, mm-hmm. you know, the seats facing backwards in the back seat, diaper bag, you know, getting all the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And a guy walked up on me and mm-hmm. said to me, leave Trump alone, forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, it's a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone.
8: You took it as a direct threat.
7: Absolutely. I was rattled. I remember going into the workout class, and my hands were shaking so much, I was afraid I was going to drop her.
8: Did you ever see that person again? No.
7: But I, if I did, I would know it right away. I'll you'd never forget to,
8: it. You'd be able to recognize that
7: person?
1: 100%. Now, people are making a big deal out of the fact that her eyes were completely dilated, as if she's on drugs at the time. I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to hear your thoughts, though. Is she believable? Do you care? Let's say it's true. Do, does it matter at this point? Does it matter that Karen McDougal had an extended relationship with him about the same time? 2006 was a big year for, for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. apparently.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: He had his beautiful wife, Melania, and he had this porn star, and then he had Playboy Playmate Karen McDougal.
2: Yeah, and McDougal said that she doesn't know when he would have had time um, in Lake Tahoe uh, to be with um, Stormy. Uh-huh. Unless it was the day after I left, because I think she said he wow. stayed back an extra day or something. Oh my gosh, really? So I don't know. I don't have airline receipts or anything like that. But um,
1: uh, hmm. here's what Karen McDougall said last week. I think this was Thursday, maybe. Again with yeah. Anderson Cooper. Yep. So,
8: what what happened after you had been intimate?
7: Well, after we had been intimate, he he tried to pay me. Mm. And I,
1: I think that's consistent with both of them, isn't it? Yes. Yes, both, it is. Both of them say "Yep," that he dismissed Melania as, yeah, we're in separate bedrooms and whatever. And both of them say he tried to pay them after having sex with them.
7: I mm-hmm. actually didn't know how to take that. Did
8: he actually try to hand you money?
7: He did. He did. And I said, I mean, I just had this look of, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, I don't even know how to describe it. The look in my face must have been so sad because... I had never been offered money like that before, number one. But number two, I thought, does he think that I'm in this for money or why I'm here tonight? Or is this a normal thing? I didn't know. But I looked at him and I said, that's not me. I'm not that kind of girl. And he said, oh, and he said, you're really special. And I was like, thank you. So I left. I actually got into the car.
1: You're really special. Not to be a whore. That's that's extraordinary. (laughs) Does I mean, does that sound like Trump, though? You're very, very special. You're a very special girl for not accepting money after our sexual escapade here. Okay.
7: Uh, for Keith to take me home, and I started mm-hmm. crying. I was really sad, and yeah. it really hurt me, but I went back.
8: hurt you that he saw you in mm. that way.
7: Yes, it hurt me that he saw me in that light, and he obviously assumed that that's the kind of girl I was. Mm. Maybe because I was a playmate. I don't know. But
8: Maybe. Even though you'd had a night of conversation and days of conversation, it hurt you that it boiled down in the end to that?
7: It did hurt me. It did hurt me. I was crying mm-hmm. in the backseat of the car. Like I said, I got home and mm-hmm. into my apartment, and I, I, I cried for a lot. I felt really terrible about myself.
1: Wow. She also claims she loved him. She says she fell in love with him, and she says he was in love with her and told her on a regular basis. Apparently, this lasted for, what, 10 months? 10 almost, months. Almost a year. Yep. And then finally, she broke it off because she felt bad for Melania. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh? Too bad that didn't kick in a little earlier. <laughs> like I don't know, before you started the affair. No, I'm just saying. Uh, interesting though. I, you know, I think they both seem credible in their stories. They both seem like it probably happened. Sure do. But it, it happened 12 years ago in both cases. And other than the payment to Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet, th- I, I don't know that there's anything to upset the apple cart for supporters of the president now. When you say that's, that's fair, I, I don't think anybody's going to care about this. I
2: don't think so.
1: I don't think anybody's going to be all pissed off at him over it. You know, what I am pissed off on is he signed into law the horrific omnibus bill. But I also will say the character does matter. Character matters, as we used to believe all the time. It's pretty (laughs) universal among uh, Republicans, I thought, and I didn't think it only applied when there's a Democrat in office. Um, But there is some validity to. Okay, it was 12 years ago. He's not doing it now. And if that's true, okay. If he asked for forgiveness. From God, that's between him and God. But he claims he doesn't do that. Right. That's not a thing for him. Since then. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if anything comes of this, uh, but uh, it's just salacious stuff that the media is eating up. I mean, CNN's practically wall-to-wall with this thing. 888 thirty three ninety three. with your thoughts. Um, you know, winter can be... Uh, really devastating on the air inside your home cuz you're all closed up and it was cold in in Dallas uh a lot colder i think than normal it just lasted longer um it was i think it's been pretty cold in the northeast oh yeah right and how many nor'easters I think have like they had five, four, or five four or five in the yeah, last month it's been
2: ridiculous
1: so if your house is all closed up and you got all the stuff and you haven't you know the stuff circulating around in your air and you haven't replaced your filters you should really do that. Go to filterby.com. Not only are they America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses, but they also are American made. Everything's manufactured right here in the United States. I love that. Filterby.com carries 600 different filter sizes. If you have something unusual, um they will even custom make one and then they ship it free within 24 hours. Just an awesome company. They have a multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. You're really going to be cleaning up the air inside your home. And right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, too. So save money and time and just breathe better in your home. Filterbuy.com. That's Filter, B-U-Y, dot Filterbuy.com. Pet
0: Grade Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: With traffic and weather together every six minutes on the fives. Oh, we changed it? Oh, no, you're right. It's every five minutes. Every five minutes on the sixes. That yeah, it does was, not. Yeah, so. It's, you need to check your uh, And that, skills. It doesn't matter whether you're listening to this live or later on podcast. Uh, it's still well, relevant, up-to-date traffic and weather information. That is for, amazing. For your local area. You guys
2: try that later. Be right. sure to go to the podcast yeah. later. You can go to SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, uh,
1: yep. anywhere you'd like. And anywhere. And
2: just, just see if the clock syncs up with us mm-hmm. saying this right now.
1: And it will. Just trust me, it does. Yeah. And then we'll get you home, you know, uh, quickly.
2: Will you give us an alternate route if it's backed up of on course. our main that's arteries? About. that's what
1: it's all about. what it's all about. Alternate routes.
2: Is there going to be a ladder in the roadway on the way home tonight?
1: I don't think so. Oh,
2: there always is, Pat. See, there always is.
1: There are Wait, there always all. There's always a is. ladder in the roadway on the way home. What do you mean? Why? What are you talking about?
2: No matter where you live.
1: Oh, there's a ladder? There's a ladder. It falls off of a blocking work truck
2: somewhere blocking a lane. <laughs> Come on, roll with this, man.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> right? There's always a ladder We're there. We're going to get you around that. And we'll get you around the okay. ladder. There
2: you it's go. In, in the, the left lane way. tonight. Yeah. Careful.
1: Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Very specific <laughs> ladder information oh, but all day long. <laughs> I want to see this. uh, I want to see the actors reading about gun facts because I understand. Were they kind of tricked into this thinking it was anti gun? Yep. This should be fun. Actors come to a casting call where they're told to read real gun facts from a teleprompter. Check this out. So, like,
12: here's how
2: it'll
1: look. Did you know, according
14: to the CDC, there were roughly 38,000 gun deaths in 2016? Two-thirds of them were suicides.
6: There are over 300 million
8: guns in the United States. Mm -hmm.
6: There are over five times more murders by
8: knives than by rifles. (laughs) The U.S. has the highest gun ownership rate in the world, but ranks 28th in gun murders.
14: That's a rate of (laughs) 2.97 deaths per 100,000 people. Handguns are responsible for more than 80% of total mass shootings. Handguns?
13: Between 1993 and 2003, gun ownership increased by 56%, while gun violence decreased by nearly half.
14: Since 1950, (laughs) nearly all mass public shootings have occurred in gun-free zones.
1: That's crazy. crazy. From 2013 to 2015,
8: the six states that banned open carry actually experienced higher rates of police death. 86.4% 86.4% of 20,000 police chiefs and sheriffs support concealed carry and are overwhelmingly against further gun control.
10: Those that have concealed carry permits, <laughs> on average, commit less crime
8: than police.
10: Hmm, imagine that. Yeah, what does that mean?
8: There is a clear correlation between higher <laughs> firearm ownership and reducing police killings.
14: Switzerland, hmm. a nation of about 8 million, is armed with an estimated 2 million guns in circulation with limited gun legislation.
4: Switzerland's overall gun homicide rate is practically zero.
14: Gun ownership hmm. does not correlate with the homicide rate.
4: I, I just kind of blindly chose a side on the whole issue without really thinking about facts. I mean, I'm
14: going to be honest, for me, uh-huh. I don't really like go to the main news sources because a lot of it's always like... Pushed by an agenda, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, um, no, exactly. You know, what you to mean. get like the real facts, you always have to do more research. Good
6: I point. mean, it definitely makes me want to do more research about hmm. um, like everything that's happening right now with gun violence.
14: It's interesting to actually take the time and see what the hmm. facts say as opposed to what I personally feel. Uh, I didn't what know a, a concept of that, huh. of
10: pretty <laughs> much,
0: yeah, pretty much all of it. Gun control
10: yeah. does not really mean crime control. They're really worried about controlling guns and but it's not really up to the like the guns it's guns itself that's gonna cause harm mm-hmm. to people.
14: Right.
10: It's mm-hmm. really about the bad people.
14: I mean oh. it kinda of boils mm. down to people, I feel Whoa. like. Um, mm-hmm.
1: what another concept that is Yeah, means. I mean facts are facts, so Yeah, so so <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe I should know what I'm talking about before I talk.
2: Hmm. Put that in your pipe.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Actually, armed with facts instead of emotion. Don't be doing that. Oh man. I mean, that leads to what? Nothing but heartache. Yeah. You want to just
2: wing it when you're talking about the possibility of eliminating a guaranteed right, don't you? In the Constitution. <laughs>
1: yeah. You re- you really do. Just kind of just feel as you go. Okay. <clears throat> you just want to mostly David Hoggett. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and just go with whatever it is. Yeah. You feel at the moment whatever feels right. Kind of like he did on on uh, last like fr- Thursday or Friday when he was talking uh, at the gun control forum mm-hmm. and complained to Axios's uh, Mike Allen about the backpack rights. Uh, take a look at this again because this is uh, this is good information for you. <laughs>
3: Uh, you mentioned your backpack. What do they do with your
1: backpacks? There, were, I
4: think after we come back from spring break, they're requiring mm-hmm. all of us to have clear backpacks. I think one of the most important, one of the other important things yeah, to realize is, is many students want their privacy. There, there are oh, many, well, um, for example, females mm-hmm. at our school when they have when they go through their menstrual cycle, they don't want <laughs> oh, people to see their tampons and stuff. And oh, good god! Really? Is that what it's, it's just, about? It's unnecessary, it's embarrassing for a lot of the students, and it makes them feel isolated and separated Uh, from the rest of American school culture where they're having essentially their First Amendment rights infringed upon because Mm -hmm. they can't freely wear whatever backpack they want regardless of what it is. It has to be a clear backpack. What we should have Mm. is just more policies that make sure that these students are feeling safe and secure in their schools and not like they're being fought against like it's a prison.
1: Right, yeah, the prison thing again. You know, and there's a lot of girls Hmm? who, like, during their menstrual cycle, don't want you to see their tampon. Let me ask you a question, David. Is her tampon security worth more than your life? Wow. May I just ask that question of you, David? That's deep. Is her tampon security worth more than the lives of children? Hmm. I don't think so, Dave. How interesting is it that is your... Support of the NRA worth more than... Is your gun worth more than people's lives? But he throws out a tampon as an example of why they can't have clear backpacks? Okay. Oh, golly. And this is why we should be listening to him, because they're brilliant kids. Got the answers. (laughs)
2: He's got the answers. Isn't
1: it fun to see these kids get involved? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's been fun. This has been a fun, fun... This is like a... A day, or a week, or even a month at Disney World—that's what it's like. Um, wait, a full month? Full month uh, without a line. There's nobody at Disney World except you and your family, and you're just going on every ride you want to. A family immediately every day.
2: No, I'm going by myself.
1: Are you? Yeah, because you hate children.
2: Yeah. yeah, just like you. Right,
1: right. Hater. Obviously, so. so. So.
2: So um anyhow, is uh is this gonna die down now that they had their little event or uh are we still I in for a ride like Mike hope Hughes
1: and pray. Oh boy. My thoughts and prayers are such that Oh Did no. you just say thoughts and
2: prayers? You can't do that on
0: the
1: radio Okay, Mr. Hademonger, oh. monger hater.
0: Yeah, right? Right. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.